It's seven and they're bummed they missed the beginning. Bam, we're live. Let's talk about something really good then, real fast, so they miss yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, the best part of the show. Hi, good to finally meet you. Have Hi. we ever met in person? No. Yeah, I didn't think so, but I feel like I know you. Same. Oh, good. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, are you at the affiliate, CrossFit Clarity? I am, yep. Have you already taught a class this morning? I've taught two classes this morning. Oh, my God. It always trips me. And, and what time is uh, for Caleb? Who knows what time it is? <laughs> but uh, but um, I always trip out when I talk to Susie. He's in the same time zone as me. Yeah. And I'll call him at eight thirty, and he's already you know taught yeah one or two classes. I'm like, we we have a five fifteen, a six thirty, a seven forty five, and a nine a.m. So I go four in a row. How old's the gym? Four in a row. Yeah. Wow. When did you say the first one was? Five fifteen. Five fifteen. Um, why not five? Why not five thirty? I don't know. All right, five. Seems like a good time. <laughs> yeah, you get up at five, and that gives you fifteen minutes to get over. <laughs> I get up at four twenty-six. Hey, are more people late to the first class than any other class because it's so early? And then as the classes go on, people fewer and fewer tardy people. No, um, everyone that comes to all of my classes comes about two minutes late to every single one of them. And why? Two people. <laughs> and you. I'm. I mean, I'm always early. So, oh, oh, uh, uh, why do they do that? I have Just no idea. <laughs> and and what do your clients look like? Who who are they? Like, what's the uh, uh, moms, dads, uh, workers, uh, kids? The average age is about forty five. We have. Is, about- is that normal? That sounds normal for a gym. Is, mm, is that normal? Not for gyms around here. I okay. Young, younger, normally. Yeah. Younger, way more competitive. Oh. Yeah. This, this is the, this is really the place where people that would never think of doing CrossFit are doing CrossFit and that I made it that way on purpose. And and how did you do that? Um, I just worked at a lot of different CrossFit gyms in the state and saw programming that I didn't like, um, saw operating systems that I didn't like and I wanted to do it all my way and I couldn't do it my way when I didn't own the gym. So I'd open up my own. So the programming you think attracts that um, group of people, that demographic? Um, I think the community attracts it. The programming sort of solidifies it. I've learned over time that programming doesn't matter all that much, even though it's a sword I like to fall on a lot. <laughs> um, it's, it's, yeah, it's very hard to coach a class with someone else's programming that you don't agree with. Mm. And you have to be all, yeah, this is what we're going to do. I know we did this eight times yesterday, but we're going to do it again today. And then we're going to do it again tomorrow. And try not to let your shoulders fall apart, you know, that kind of thing. Um, That's really hard to get up in front of a class and sort of do that. And I don't, I have a shitty poker face, so (laughs) I don't do that very well. Um, When you say that's the sword, you fall on a lot, meaning... uh, when you talk about other people's programming, it, it become it can become contentious. Yeah, a little bit. And, I, and I've learned that, again, from people that are way smarter than me and way more experienced in CrossFit, that it doesn't matter necessarily. But for some reason, for me, I, I get worked up about it a lot. Yeah, the, um, th- those make uh, good media people. Those are the, my... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's why uh, Taylor's so good on the show, because he gets really uh, spun up and... and, and worked up about it um how, how how long have you had your gym we've been in this location since january of last year uh, of this year uh, oh, wow january brand 20. brand new yeah holy cow 
I affiliated in May of 2020. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, so, uh, you weren't afraid gyms were closed everywhere and you're like, Hey, I'm opening a gym. Well, I was already open. So I opened in April of 2018 in my garage. Okay. Um, left my cushy six figure salary job to start this crazy lifestyle and, um, had about five clients and didn't have $3,000 to affiliate. So I just called our business catalyst fitness and we did that for about two years. And oh, I was okay. Training people in CrossFit, and I was going for my level three, so I had to maintain hours at a CrossFit affiliate, which is why I worked at a bunch of different affiliates in the area. Um, yeah. Wait, to get your level three, you have to be teaching at a CrossFit affiliate. You can't be teaching CrossFit at a non-CrossFit affiliate. Correct. You have to maintain seven hundred fifty hours of coaching hours at an affiliate each three-year period when you renew. I never knew that, that, uh, that doesn't I, make sense to me. Can you explain, does it make sense to you? Like why couldn't, as I recall, the rule is, and, and I think this is like basically straight out of Greg's mouth. The rule is you can teach CrossFit all you want. Once you get your level one, you just can't call it, um, uh, CrossFit. You can't advertise it at CrossFit. What affiliating allows you to do is allows you to take an ad out in the paper and say, Hey, I'm teaching a CrossFit class. But you can right. take the level one and still teach all the CrossFit you want. You just can't call it that. Right. But the requirement for the level three is you have to coach CrossFit, 750 hours of CrossFit. Yeah, that, doesn't make, it, that doesn't make any sense to me. Thems is the rules. I don't know. I'm just a rule follower. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, does it make sense to you? Can you explain it to me? I mean. Other, other than the fact that you're trying to force people to pay the affiliate fee. But it doesn't make sense to me. If you're getting in the practice, you're getting in the practice. Yeah, but I think the the philosophy is you you're not coaching CrossFit and calling it CrossFit unless you're at an affiliate. So I mean, it it wasn't a big deal for me. I, no, no, no. I know you're not. I know you're not complaining. I'm. Compl yeah. I, I I just don't get it. Like, so let's say I'm a boot camp instructor and I see this thing called CrossFit and I'm really excited about it and I want it and I have a really strong um uh you know it's Sevon's boot camp right. And I have 60 clients who come there every day. And then I go take my L1 because I'm like, man, this CrossFit thing is amazing. And I go take my L1 and I learn a ton of great shit. And I start incorporating that shit into my my Sevon's boot camp. But then I can't take my level three unless I'm teaching at a specific uh, facility. I, I just I just don't get it. I would need I feel like I need that explained to me. What what if I've already taken my level one and my level two and I'm like and I watch all the videos and I read the journal. Um, it, at that point, it sounds like it's just a money grab. How many hours do you need to teach a year at a CrossFit affiliate? I think it's seven fifty to apply for the level. Three. Oh, in total, it doesn't need to be a year. In total, you have no. to have seven. And then every times. three years, when you renew, you have to attest to another seven hundred and fifty hours every three years. Which you know, if you're a full time coach, that's nothing. So let's say you teach thirty hours a week, um, forty weeks a year. That gets you to 12. Is that right? 30 times 40 is 1,200. That gets you to 1,200? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we can see. How, how does anyone not have a Caleb? Um, uh, age requirement. Candidates must be 18 years old, current CrossFit level 2, 750 hours coaching CrossFit groups or individuals. Oh, maybe you don't have to be in an affiliate. I mean, you have to – there's a sign-up. There's a, there's a log you have to fill out, and it says where you coached and – you need to give a name of somebody to verify that you coach those hours. So maybe I just made a bad assumption and that it had to be a CrossFit gym. I don't know. 
Hey, let, let me see. Let Go back to the other thing where it said 15, what, what's it say? 1,500 uh, hours of active strength and conditioning coaching at a collegiate or professional level. That's, hours. that's a different path. That's to get oh, oh, the, path to. the okay. single, the CFT thing. Okay. CCFT. Okay, so you opened um, the gym. Um, was that crazy, quitting your job to teach CrossFit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really crazy. Um, what was crazier was that um, it wasn't like it wasn't like I was a school teacher and my husband was this like executive guy. You know, we made the same amount of money, <laughs> both of us. So when I quit, it was like half of our income gone. Uh, was he like, "Yo, girl, what are you doing?" I mean, yeah, he was really. He was like, "I hope you know what you're doing," because you know, the other piece of it is like traditional marketing that you think about doesn't really work with CrossFit. You know, he was like, why aren't you putting an ad in the newspaper? And why don't you, why aren't you in the yellow pages? And I'm like, doesn't work that way. You know, don't worry, we'll be fine. Uh, yeah. So I started in the garage and, uh, did that for a couple years, outgrew it, signed a letter of intent on a 3000 square foot space on March 14th of 2020. <laughs> um, that was right before the world shut down. And uh, luckily got out of that, backpedaled a little bit and just stuck in the garage through the pandemic, which was the best thing I could have ever done because I was a home-based business. I, we had no rules and everybody came and worked out in my gym. Did anyone ever call the cops on you? No. Oh, that is awesome. And you're in Delaware? Mm-hmm. That's so weird. I, I, I know I know that. And every time I just can't, I can't <laughs> believe Delaware is a state. Right. It's just so far away from me. It's, it, it's like all those states up there, all those little states up there. I just don't. Like they're just storybook shit to me. Maine. You know, I've been to Maine, but like Maine. Have you been to Maine, Caleb? Have you been to Maine, Kat? I have. Yeah. My best friend lived in Maine for a while. She uh, had a baby shower in Delaware that she could not come to because she was on bed rest. So we like video chatted her in. And then the next day I put all of her presents in my car and drove up to Maine to give her her presents. A baby shower without. Say that again, Caleb. It's beautiful up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a baby shower without the lady who's pregnant. Yeah. She was on bed rest. She couldn't travel. I could have never been done pre-Zoom technology. Oh, this, oh no. This was 20 years ago. I don't, it wasn't Zoom. I don't know what we did, but she called in and. Oh, and there, and there was probably wasn't, there probably wasn't FaceTime either. Just mm-hmm. audio. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Speakerphone. You probably had like a box. Had a bag phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so you opened the gym. And when did you find CrossFit? Uh, August of 2013. Wow. You even know the date. I sure do. It was the first hey, what, 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 it was the first day of school is that we said? Yeah. Uh, what was your day job? Um, I was a marketing executive at JP Morgan Chase. Oh my goodness. So you did really did have a corporate job. Oh yeah. Do you miss it? I miss the salary. Right. right. <laughs> I miss the perks. I miss all the travel. You know, I traveled so much for a couple years on my job that we uh, we took the entire family, all four of us, to Hawaii on miles, and and the hotel and the airfare was paid for on miles because I traveled from, so much from work. Yeah, yeah, I'm still using um, my all my Hilton Honors shit from when I worked at CrossFit. Yeah, still was, to this day. What was great about that trip too is that you know when you get to Hawaii, everything's really expensive, and uh, you know we didn't have to eat peanut butter and jelly when we were there. We got to actually spend some money and do some fun stuff. Is that your son? That that's your son and your daughter and your husband? Yep. Oh man, what a beautiful cool. family! Your son's a giant. I know he's not really, but yeah, he's a big kid. 
He's a like man child. Five, five, eleven, two oh five. In in how old's he? Solid. Uh, nineteen. And how old's your daughter? She is seventeen. Oh, you didn't mess around either. Yeah. Good, good. Two years is great, right? I, it would have been sooner. I mean, we were trying for a while after Braden was born to get pregnant again because I hated it so much that I just wanted to be done. Oh, you didn't like being pregnant? Oh my God, no. Well, why didn't you like that? Um, I gained like 65 pounds with Brayden. He was, I had uh, preeclampsia. I was on bed rest for like four weeks. I, I mean, I have a picture of myself. You would not, I'm unrecognizable. I weighed over 200 pounds the day I delivered. Wow. Like 205 and I'm 5'2". <laughs> wow. Um, oh, what, what year was that? That was in 2003. Okay. So, ten, oh, and, and then, and what year was your daughter born? 2005 to so 24 okay. months, 26 months apart. So it's August of, um, and, and were you an athlete growing up? Did you exercise? Did you play? I was, I was a ballerina. Oh, wow. So being 200 pounds was the last thing you wanted to be. Yeah, that was crazy. I went to a, um, it's funny. I heard you talking the other day about Catholic school. So I went to 12 years of like from pre-first to my everything I think about you has changed. Everything <laughs> I think about you is all changed. girls Catholic school, but it was a very athletic school. So all of my friends were athletes, and because I was a dancer, I didn't get to do the athletic stuff at school necessarily. I I was like the professional dabbler. I did like field hockey in eighth grade. I did swimming and diving my sophomore year. I did like basketball in sixth grade. I remember my mom cried when I like bought my first pair of high tops. Because she was used to her little ballerina and her point shoes, you know, and she's like, oh my God. But yeah. Are you born and raised in Delaware? Yes. And um, uh, so uh, tell me about August of 2013, how that happened, how your paths uh, crossed with uh, CrossFit. Yeah. So uh, my girlfriend and I in our neighborhood were walking every morning at 5 a.m. because uh, no one needed us at 5 a.m. Everybody was asleep. The kids didn't have to get up yet. And we would, she lives about a mm, quarter mile away from me. I would walk to her house. We'd walk the neighborhood and come back. We'd spend an hour. We'd bitch about our husbands, talk about our kids and just bond. We did that for like a year and uh, nothing changed about our bodies or, you know, our physiques. We were like, what are we doing? And uh, we met up with a girlfriend of ours who had lived in our neighborhood, but had moved out. And she was always really slender. Um, and we saw her and she looked different. Uh, she looked strong. We were like, what do, what's going on? What are you doing? She's like, oh, I do this thing. It's called CrossFit. We're like, oh, that's cool. Um, you know, I want to check it out. So I called two different CrossFit gyms in my area. One did not have a 5 a.m. class. The other one did have a 5 a.m. class. And I said to my friend Mary, I said, we're going. Like, let's just try it out. And the girl that we met, it happened to be her gym that we went to. She was like a nooner. And she came to our first 5, 5 a.m. class with us. Wow. Um I and went. That speaks volumes about the community right there, right? Oh, yeah. That she would sacrifice her sleep, yeah, to come. Yeah, and, and the fact her. that she was so excited that uh, two people were starting yeah. what she loved. Yeah, it's, it yeah. speaks volumes. And I was I was hooked pretty much right away. I think I had like, I was three days a week for like two weeks, and then I was like, screw this. I'm going unlimited. Wow. It was it was cool. And, and so you're working full-time, two kids, and getting up at 5 a.m. to uh, do CrossFit. Yeah, and I did that for like four years, like and every did, single morning. And how quickly did you notice your body start changing, the body composition? Um, pretty much right away. Um, I have that – I'm like a mesomorph. I build muscle really, really quickly. So things change pretty fast. And I was – you know, I have this coordination. Like I was pretty good at everything. 
except for pulling. I still can't pull very well, <laughs> but uh, everything else is really easy. It came easy to me. And, and you, so you had good body awareness when they were telling you like, hey, hips back, you could do it. You weren't one of those people that's like, what? Where are my hips? Yeah. No, I knew exactly what to do once, you know, once I was informed. And uh, did you know pretty quickly that someday you'd want to teach that? I don't know. I, I definitely wanted to learn as much as I could about it. And I did take the level one just wanting to consume stuff. Didn't think I really wanted to coach. But I think being in that level one seminar and seeing the people in my level one do what they did, I wanted to do what they did. I mean, I wanted to join seminar staff like right away. Yeah, it wasn't, right. even, it wasn't even about coaching. It was like, I want to, I want their job. That is so cool. I mean, I didn't did you, go to lunch. I watched them work out. Like I, you know, Nicole Gordon was one of my people and I like wow, that's old school. immediately, like she and I have some similarities with our kids are about the same age and, you know, some life experiences that were shared. And I just like, I fell in love with all of those people. Where did you do your level one? Um, CrossFit Morristown or Motown. Oh, um, Kariana's gym in, in Jersey. Yeah. Wow. Uh, do you remember who your other seminar staff were besides Kate Gordon? Um, uh, not was it, Nicole Gordon. Nicole Sorry, Gordon, Gordon. Um, Keith Wittenstein, uh, Jason Ackerman. There was an intern there. Um, there was this guy, Greg. Glassman? No. <laughs> Greg Ferguson? Greg somebody? He was like up from New York. Oh, and Joey Deal. Is, is, how do I, do I know that person, Joey Deal? Is that, is that his real Dill. last name? Yeah, what is Dill. It? D-I-L-L, Dill. Oh, I don't know who that is. And you know, I could be getting my level two and my level one people mixed up because I took my level two at the same place. Um, and like Jen Hunter was was there for that. Um, yeah, she's awesome. I could get them switched around. I know Keith was definitely at my level two as well. And Keith's awesome too. Yeah. He's actually come to PA to do like shoulder clinics and stuff. And I've I've taken some of those of his too. He's a good guy. It's, it's a, it's a trip for me to hear these names. Um, you, you know, if you go to, there are people I went to elementary school that I graduated with in high school and I always trip like whether I was friends with them or not, I spent 15 or 20 years of my life with them. Just mm -hmm. every, you know what I mean? Like basically every single day I've seen, I saw them more than I'd seen most any other people, maybe even more than my parents. And then now it's getting like that with CrossFit. Like you're, it's so weird. Like and, and now you're, you're at that point too. You've been at 10 years in the same space. So, you know, you knew people, some people when they were 10 years old who are now 20 and, you know, some people who are 20 or 30 and 30 or 40 and 40 or 50. And you're in, you see them go through these crazy, uh, transformations, right? From it's kid so to like wife to pregnant to the communities, yeah, a trip. Um, are, are you churchgoer? I'm not. I was going to say, I, if, I've never been involved in anything like CrossFit other than school. Like I've never even been, mm -hmm. I've never been a part of a community. I didn't play sports. I didn't. And so for me, the whole thing is new. Yeah. Um, I would imagine it's kind of like church. I mean, the people that are here yeah. really care about each other and, you know, go out of their ways, go out of their way to treat people kindly and do things for each other. It's, it's amazing to me, the connections that are made here. It really right. Is. But they're the people who call you and text you when you least expect it. Right. Yeah. Or just so, kind things. I mean, some lady the other day I was, we went running yesterday and there's like salt and sand all around the parking lot because of, uh, you know, the weather that we've been having. So like the floors are all crapped up with 
ice melt. And I started like sweeping up and we ended class late early. And one of the gals was like, do you want me to help you scrub the floor? I was like, no, (laughs) that's my job. But thank you. Like that, who thinks to do that? Yeah. Right. You wouldn't, people walk by trash. I see people walk by trash all the time or someone who's walking their dog who has like 200 poop bags on them and they walk around some other dog, someone else's dog poop and they don't pick it up. Yeah. That drives me crazy. But people do care about their CrossFit gym. Mm -hmm. I had a, um, an affiliate um, near to you tell me recently, call me and tell me, Hey, I'm struggling. And I said, why? And he said, because my clients care more about the gym than the employees. Hmm. And, and I get that, right. I get, um, like there's people like that gym that you went to every morning for four years, you would have been so bummed in year two if they would have closed. Right. Oh Cause, my it was, gosh, yeah. Cause it was more to you than a gym. It was, it was like, it's part becomes part of your life. Yeah. It was and hard if, to, it was hard to leave there. <laughs> are you, are you, do you have trouble finding, um, uh, do you have any employees yet? Um, not really. I mean, I have a couple people that fill in for me and, you know, part-time when I traveled all these semifinals for work and everything, I, I get people to fill in, but no. Not really. You think it would be hard to find an employee that 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 was that you felt suited your gym? Um, I've been trying for a year and a half. Yeah, it's hard. I'm not subdued. I'm, am I subdued? Savon is so subdued this morning. Is that Eric Rosa with a mask on? Eric no, Prozac. Holy shit! Inappropriate. <laughs> Inappropriate. Very um, it's hard to find it, and it amazes me too. Cause there's, there's a gym that's, I don't know, 25 minutes down the road and they have like 50 coaches. And I'm like, how do they get all these coaches? I mean, I don't know if they're any good, but right. shit ton of coaches. And I like, I'm struggling to get some, I, yeah, I don't know. And, and I'm not taking a dig on the coaches that don't like the place as much as the clients. Cause the clients are going to really, really love the place. But, um, it, but I, but I know that phenomenon because I take my kids places, right? And it's um, let's say you take your kids to a gymnastic studio and there's there's five coaches there. Right? It, it's hard. It, once you start looking at the world that way, you can see the four coaches that don't care about your kids, what your kids are doing as much as you do. Yeah, like, I, I hate it. Like, you, you pay you, you pay to go to a CrossFit gym and those clients are there because they really want to be there. There's no other fucking reason to go to a CrossFit gym unless you really will really want to be there. And so are you able to find employees who really want to be there? And those people really care about the outcome and, and, and what they're going to get from that class. Can you find coaches who care even more about how the, the how the clients are going to leave there than the clients, right? Yeah. It's you're a um, chaperone or a docent to, uh, to, to the best hour of their day. It, it's got to be crazy hard. And I think for us, for our population of, of people, members, I'd almost rather build from within. I'd rather have somebody yes. really excited about the methodology, you know, and send them to their level one and have them be a coach because they're really invested. Absolutely. That's the thing, but, but not to swerve too far off subject, but that's, that's the problem that they have at HQ. So we had a guy at HQ come from another company. He was a CrossFitter and he started hiring people who didn't do CrossFit when I was there. And like all of us knew, holy shit. And they started doing CrossFit, but it it was, it was not good. Like they changed the culture. And now HQ has a ton of people, especially in high level positions who aren't CrossFitters, right? They haven't drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. It's, um, 
I could, the only thing I can equate it to is um, having someone work at the church or be preaching the word of God and they don't believe in God. Yeah. It doesn't make any, 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 uh, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, but if you work at Coca-Cola, I guess if, if you come from working at Coca-Cola, I guess it's fine if um, you drink Pepsi, <laughs> right? It's like, or you don't drink soda at all or, or you're against obesity. You can yeah. still drive the truck around and dump the shit off. And to that point, the two coaches that I do have that are, you know, part-time or whatever, neither one of them work out here. They don't. Where do they work out? Rarely. Um, well, one of them lives just far away uh -huh. and, and she's had an interest. She's been shadowing me for a while and she's really great. And the other one um, I think is a more competitive CrossFitter and uh -huh. wants a push, wants a different kind of a push. So she goes elsewhere. Um like the, the ideal employee is someone who um, uh, lost a hundred pounds. Like the ideal, the ideal, or, or, you know, I'll use Don as an example. Like it's a guy in the military who he feel like CrossFit, he found it there and CrossFit kept him sane and maybe saved his life. But, but you can't, and, and just like the ideal pastor, I'm guessing, I, I don't go to church either, but I'm guessing the ideal pastor is someone who was at one point going to try to commit suicide and he saw an angel come down next to him and be like, don't jump, motherfucker. And you're like, wow, okay. Like this guy knows. Yeah. He would say, and, and they'll have endless energy and passion for the gig. Yeah, I have I have people like that. I think they're just intimidated to coach. And that's the part that I need to sort of get them over the hump with. Uh, were you ever intimidated? Did you do any coaching before CrossFit? Um, I did some teaching of ballet. Yeah, like I was a, I was a certified American Ballet Theater you know, teacher. Um, I taught kids. I, I have always been like of my friends and, and things like that. Uh, like the advice giver, the person that sort of people would come to for that. So I feel like I do a good job of breaking things down. And I like the challenge of trying to figure out how to make other people do what I need them to do or what they're supposed to do. Like I like using different cues. I like trying to figure out how to get them to move. I like it when it just doesn't work the first time and I have to sort of figure out a different way to, to get somebody to move a certain way. To me, that's really fun. And I get really excited. Like when they finally, when someone finally gets something like I've I'm like, yay. All right. You know, like I get super excited and I'm sure they're like, what the hell, you know, I just like, Oh, they really love hard. it. Even right. if it makes them feel weird, they love it. And it's super genuine. Like I really, really get excited when, when it clicks for somebody for them the, and for me. The, uh, the, the tennis academy my kids go to, the teacher is very serious, and the assistant teacher is this woman who's so loving and so outgoing, and she does that. Anytime anyone figures something out, she celebrates for them, yeah. and it's so good. The parents like it. The people like it. The kids, the adults, everyone loves it because it, 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 it breaks the tension, and it's mm -hmm. great, and everyone wants to be recognized for their success. Yeah, I hope so. Are you still as passionate about it um, now as you were um, in 2013? Um, yeah, for myself, not so much, but for everyone else, definitely. I mean, my fitness has fallen off <laughs> a lot um, just with the work that I have to do. And I'm the only coach, so I don't get to take my own classes. Um, working out by yourself is really hard for me. I have a hard time doing it. And what about age? You're 10 years older now. Has, do you think it's fallen off any reason because of that? I don't think so. I think it's more just my lack of practice and training. And, and that's interesting because your most recent post on Instagram is um, you thanking a guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you did. Was it, it was some absurd amount of wall balls. 
Yeah, it was like a partner workout, five rounds, 50 wall balls, 30 pull-ups. And so, and so when is this, is this after class, this guy just stayed and worked out with you or this, this was on Monday. So he's a coach at a gym about, uh, 45 minutes away. And, uh, his gym was closed on December 26th, the day after Christmas. And he texted me at about nine o'clock. I had one class that day at 9am. He texted at nine and said, what's the workout? And I'm like, it's happening right now, but come and I'll do it with you afterwards. So he showed up and we did it. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. Do you know him good? Uh, yeah, he's actually an ex-boyfriend of mine. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, and then he started coaching and we now our relationship is completely consumed with CrossFit stuff. Like we talk maybe like once every couple weeks and it's like, hey, I PR'd this or hey, what do you think about this workout? Or, you know, I programmed this and it's just, yeah, it's cool. Oh yeah. That's so awesome. It's great to see that, that someone would come from another, call you who comes from another gym knowing your gym is open. Yeah. We work out together maybe like four times a year, you know, just super random stuff. Were you open on Christmas? No, that's close. I'm never open on Sundays yet. We're too new. Gotcha. Oh, uh, I, I lied. I do have, um, I have one client that I go see on Sundays at his house. Um, I put some videos up on him. He's like 76 years old, diabetic. His wife called me and said, you need to help my husband. I'm tired of him acting so old and decrepit and because she's much younger than him. Um, anyway, so I train him on Sundays from like 9 to 9.30. And then I'll usually come to the gym and have like an open gym, you know, sort of impromptu. I'll let people know. Yeah, that's Naren. That's at his house. Oh, he doesn't. He, he looks like he looks pretty good. He's he's very, very um, not strong. <laughs> um, his, his goal is to walk up the steps unassisted. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And is that just, did that happen to him just from a lack of, lack of movement? Yeah, I think so. He said something about, um, he has, um, right leg weakness. Um, I think he had polio or something as a child and he's got his one leg is like way underdeveloped than the other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we do things like kettlebell passes, like on one leg. And when he's on like the weak leg, like he, he'll fall over. But he's a trooper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Attaboy. And he's super appreciative. Like we have we have a great time. Um, for everyone who's wondering, Kat is pretty in person, not <laughs> just on video. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. The superficiality of this show is one of my favorite. Awesome, um, right? <laughs> oh, yes, I love it. Everyone wants to be pretty. Shut up, anyone. Everyone wants to be pretty. Um, so you open the gym in in um in May of 2000, well, in 2018, you start and you have that discussion with your, your husband. Um, any, any, any regrets? Did you have to make some significant like lifestyle changes? No, I mean, we didn't have any overhead and I was bringing in, you know, just as much money eventually as I was making at Chase. No, well, maybe a little bit less. Um, you know, but then I was like, okay, now we have to grow because through the, through the gym, you were, do, you were doing that well. Yeah. Cause mostly personal training, personal training is expensive. I had one group class. It was these three ladies. They came every day at 8 a.m. And they paid me a monthly fee. So I had to make sure I had that class every day. But otherwise, you know, I was free to travel. I could do things if you, you know, you just didn't book a session with me that day if I was out of town. And um, and it sounded quite, it sounds like it's quite conducive also to raising kids. Yeah, it was great for, you know, Braden played baseball in high school. He had games twice a week. Eliana played volleyball. She does softball. I was able to make you know, I just didn't train during those times. So it was super easy to, to see them. I wouldn't have been able to 
do that otherwise if I had this gym. Because now that I'm here, I'm here all the fucking time. So no regrets. You don't miss. You don't miss. No regrets. No. Did no, life get happier? Did life get better? Yeah, I think so. Does your husband train there? Um, he will come every once in a while. He doesn't do CrossFit. He's got like some bulging discs and just is hesitant to take the plunge. Me too. Me too. Yeah. But just get. He needs, do you have any equipment at home? Not anymore. It's all. It's all here. He just. Need, I. I mean. I. As you know, I'm a huge advocate of the assault bike. That thing never. I only feel better when I after right. I ride that thing. Yeah. It's, it's, he has it's a gym. Ne- is, he has a gym where he works too, so he can go there and do stuff. Yeah, it's it's never caused me any um, back pain. So, what year do you take your uh, level one? Um, December twenty fourteen. Oh, so quickly. Yeah. And back then, maybe it wasn't so. The people who took it were mostly doing it to coach, but like you said, you weren't necessarily doing it to coach. Not necessarily, no. But the level two was definitely. I think I took the level two like six months later. <laughs> I was like, giddy up, let's do this. And at that point, had you been volunteering at your gym to coach? Um, I was under like an internship program that they had. It was very robust. You know, you'd, you'd um, shadow for a little while and then you'd get to do maybe like the whiteboard discussion only. And then you get to do the whiteboard discussion and the warm up, And then you'd like shark around and sort of coach during the class. And then you'd get a whole class. So I was coaching within a few months, I think, of getting my level one. But I wasn't and, very good. <laughs> and well, that's cool that they let you do it. Yeah. And 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 then and then so then move uh, move forward to um you said May of 2018. Uh April April of 2018 is when I finally left corporate. And, and did like, you started and what, Catalyst Fitness? And was it seamless? Was the gym going like right away? Uh, yeah, it was slow at first. I had, you know, I was training people in the morning and the evening and going to work. Like that was kind of how I was building my book of business. So then it just became like, oh, now I could get all these soccer moms to come and, you know, during the day. And um, I didn't get any soccer moms to come during the day. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, yeah. people are like, oh, you know, let me know when you go full time. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to come. Um, so I just had to work at it a little bit, it was, you know, references. And I got, creative with, uh, some sports conditioning stuff. Cause I was training my son or he was training, you know, in our garage for baseball. So I got a hold of some kids that were playing baseball and luckily, you know, he was a specimen. So I could sort of use him as my poster child for success. And then some kids, then I started having like the neighborhood kids would come. I had like four or five kids from the neighborhood that would come twice, three times a week and they would, you know, get their energy out and do whatever and start lifting and learning Olympic lifts and just kind of caught on from there. How did you get your first client? Um, gosh, I don't even know. Yeah, those are some of the kids. These kids, that kid Nick on the left, he's a he is now a sophomore in high school. He just started playing football. He's a total stud, and he used to and do it, gymnastics, so he can do like strict ring muscle ups. It's kind of annoying. And is he is he still go to your program? He does. Yeah, I mean when he's not when he's not off season, his mom has been a client of mine since I opened up the garage. She was probably one of my first clients. She's the person that I'd love to make a coach. And her daughter also comes. She's a sophomore at Pitt. She's home for Christmas right now. And she comes constantly. Um, you, you don't remember how you got your first client. It, it sounds like yeah. oh, one of the ways you got your clients is just leaving the garage door open and, and <laughs> right. picking off your kids' friends. <laughs> right. Come on over. Yeah. Christina was probably one of my first. And um, I think I, you know, did some marketing like a get fit package or something on Instagram. And a couple people, 
you know, bit. And that's just kind of how we got started. It's cold. It's cold. It's cold. <laughs> it's cold. I haven't worn this jacket probably like in, I don't know, three years, but it's cold. It's, it's a little cold here today. Is it freezing where you're at? Is there snow on the ground? Um, no, it's like, it's going to be like 60 this weekend. It was really cold last weekend. We wow. had a really cold spell, but I think it's going to be like 55 or 60 on Sunday. Wow. Total bipolar. Um, and then, uh, where, so, so you're, so you're teaching CrossFit and, and now, so now it's been, when the pandemic was over, did that even affect you at all? Well, I don't even know if, if did, I, did I say it's over? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, um, no, not really. It really didn't. I mean, aside from like, you know, I, I got a loan from the government that, you know, is a pretty, at a pretty cheap rate. I got a grant from the government that I'm still waiting to hear if I have been excused for, um, that was the only thing that the pandemic did for me. Oh, th that that is how that worked out, right? People borrowed money. I think I heard this. People borrowed money, and then when it was time to pay it back, you could also apply not to pay it back. Yeah, there's like a couple different things. I mean, I didn't have an employee, so I didn't get like any of those like PPP loans that everybody was getting, but I did get a nice little chunk um, that I'm paying back now that I'll be paying back till like 2030 or something ridiculous. And uh, so because you stayed open, because you just stayed the course um, – it, it, it was it's kind of seamless for you and that probably helped keep your sanity too during all the madness right uh yeah because the kids were home my husband was home like it was a completely different existence i was used to being at home by myself with the dogs all day and coming and going and doing my thing and then the pandemic hit and fucking everyone was home <laughs> right I mean, there was a point in time where my husband like didn't leave the seat on the couch because if he didn't even have an office he would sit on the laptop on one spot on the couch. And I'd be like, you have to fucking move, like do something. <laughs> like I can't take this anymore. And, uh, and your gym was just attached to your house. It was just your garage. Right into the kitchen, into the garage. Yep. And so when people use the bathroom, they got to come in your house. Yep. And, um, what was this, what was the catalyst for uh, getting a space? Was there, was there like, okay, too many people in my house or not enough room in my garage. Was there any one specific event where you're like, okay, it's time to grow. I just hit a ceiling in terms of like the hours that I could put in and the people that I could help. Um, and it got to the point you know, when I was, I was coaching sometimes nine, 10 hours a day. And neighbors I, never complained. No, because there was only, only like one or two people there at a time. There was never, you know, it was never a class. It was always two or three people. So the and neighbors never complained. And so as soon as it started turning to more than one or two or three people at a time, you're like, okay. It was obvious. Yeah. Like I think I have enough momentum now and I was getting enough people that were calling me from other gyms going, when are you opening your own place? When are you opening your own place? Like I want to come, you know, train with you. So I just kind of, yeah, it's one of those things where you're, it's never the right time and you can't like get all your ducks in a row. You just kind of have to go for it. Like getting pregnant. Yes. It's never the right time. Right. Andrew. You just figure it out. Andrew. Um, how close is the gym to your house? Um, six miles. In, um, do you miss it being right in your garage? At first I did. Yeah. Um, I missed having the dogs around. I'm, I'm a huge dog person and I would have, I'd be around my dogs all day if I could. Um, I miss the convenience of being able to do a load of laundry, you know, in between clients and things like that. But I have made this place such a sanctuary that I'm, I could live here <laughs> and I pretty much do. Um, do you, how about any of your kids, any of your kids show interest in coaching? Um, I think I've, I've talked to Eliana about my daughter about this summer. If she wanted to do like a kid's class, 
she could, but she sees it more as just dollar signs. Like, hey, you could make a lot of money if you could just wrangle up, you know, 10 or 15 six-year-olds and uh-huh. run them around the gym for a couple hours. I said, yeah. you can use the space. I'll let you keep all the money. And she's like, oh, oh yeah, that sounds good. You know, I might want to do something yeah. like that. Um, same thing with my son. I tell him all the time, if he wants to take some baseball players and take them through his programming, you know, for throwers or something, he could, he could also make some money, but he's busy with baseball still. So. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of a big no, uh, CrossFit's kind of a big no, no for, um, baseball players. Right. I mean that, um, obviously we know that's not well uh, for throwers. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't need to be cleaning and snatching heavyweight, but he does. I mean, he doesn't snatch, but he cleans. One time I did this video on this kid. He was 17 years old. He or 18 years old out of Southern California. And he was the fourth round draft pick in major league baseball. And he was like the first left-handed pitcher to be drafted in the first round. And I don't know, like 20 years or something. Nice. And he was, and he was a CrossFitter. And I remember, cool. I remember his coach saying, um, the only thing that they change is he doesn't go shoulder to overhead during the season. Mm, okay. And then, and then everything else he, he basically did uh CrossFit. I think he got drafted to the Astros or something which was kind of crazy, but it's very interesting what, what sports are afraid of that. I don't know if you saw the kid I had on yesterday, but his dad, his dad told me that like on the team, he's the only guy, um, you know, who can, you know, I don't remember if it was, I think uh, uh, who can do a three minute Fran and right. no one else on the team can even do a five minute Fran. Yeah. That's like, cool. Well, yeah. No shit. He's, he's, <laughs> he's great. Right. Super fit. Yeah. He didn't tell me this, but his dad told me that, you know, he has this mentality because of CrossFit and because of his training that he's untackleable. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, if, whether it's true or not, who cares if that's your mindset, you're, you're there. (laughs) Um, how did you meet this guy? (laughs) Scott? Um, yeah. Uh, mutual Scott Schweitzer, uh, by the way, is the, is the host of, uh, Clydesdale media. He, he's the guy, I'm, I'm assuming the accounts in his name. He's the guy who does the the riffs and he's he's the main main rock of that podcast. Is that fair to say? Yep. Yep. Um, I will tell you that I started Cat's Rants before he started Scott's Riffs. Yes, yeah, Scott. Yeah, Scott. Was that on Clydesdale's Cat's yeah. Rants? Yeah, my first one was a Jillian Michaels uh response oh, video. That's good. I think that might have been on my YouTube channel and then the rest of them were on his. But he's got more time and more creativity to bang those out. So he's doing great with those. Um, yeah, Scott and I met at the Mayhem Classic, January 2020. Um, mutual friend introduced us. He had a podcast. She thought I'd be a good guest on his podcast. We met for like five seconds. We reached out afterwards and I was on his podcast. And um, and you continued that. Uh, that's a great picture of you, by the way. And you continued that. Um, tell me about the relationship. So you're on his podcast. And then does he follow up with like, hey, would you like to come on again? Um, did you ever think you'd be doing media? No, no, but I was excited about the podcast. Like I, I thought it would be really cool and I had so much fun doing it that I was definitely interested in being part of their round tables that they did, which are just kind of like, cause I've been watching like the arm and hammer stuff with him and his friends. And I thought, what a cool concept. They just sit around and talk about CrossFit. I want to do that. Um, so I definitely wanted to be part of the team. Um, and Scott and I talked and kept in touch and he said, why don't you, interview us um as of like a special edition of the thing because amy hadn't been interviewed before charlie hadn't been interviewed before and scott hadn't been interviewed before so we did like 
these three interviews that I recorded. I remember Amy and I recorded one and like the audio didn't work and we had to like do it a second time, which really sucked. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, That sucks. I've been there. (laughs) But, um, cause you just know it's like, you just know it's just fake. Oh, not authentic. Yeah. 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 I don't even like talking to people. Like when we do our round tables, we'll, we'll gather in StreamYard and we'll start talking. I was like, guys, stop talking. Like, let's just live. Like just, I want it to be authentic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I interviewed those guys. I guess I did okay. They invited me back. Um, I was key in getting them some really good guests. Like I had a link with uh, Com Porter and I just like know a lot of people in the space. And so I guess they thought I would be an asset and they brought me on. Is is the show breaking, bro, breaking, is the show breaking down uh, into roles? Like does it, is it broken down into roles where everyone has their own role? Like Caleb has his role, Matt has his role. I have my role. Is it like that with at um at Clydesdale? So the Clydesdale Media Company, we have roles and responsibilities, but it doesn't necessarily show itself through the through what we go on air. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. So same with us. So like um Matt puts people on the calendar. Um Kayla makes sure uh, they get up on Streamyard, th- things like that. Then Matt yeah. makes sure that they go up to uh, Spotify and iTunes. Um. Uh, Caleb's responsible for pulling up uh, content as we talk. Like that's what I mean. By yeah, we don't we don't do a very good job of defining that role before we go live for who's going to produce the show, and we end up all doing it, and it totally pisses me off. And I'm always like, guys, stop! Like, who's doing it? Because we'll click the same buttons and oh, and oh yeah, yeah, we do that, that dumb shit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we definitely do that. Yeah, we have we do that too. We haven't gotten there yet. Um, but as far as like post production and thing, that's mostly Scott and I. Um, Amy and Charlie don't do any post production. Um, Charlie is in charge of our sponsors and, you know, he's like the business guy behind a lot of that stuff. Charlie, um, give me Charlie's number. Charlie Odie. Yeah. <laughs> he got us that really good C4 deal. And, um, we also have an agent. So, you know, we, we use him to help us out a lot, but Scott and I usually book the guests. Amy's in charge of our calendar. Um, she's also like our spiritual advisor. <laughs> you know, she's good with that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. Well, I was, I think my job was to write roles and responsibilities for the podcast and I haven't done that yet. So, <laughs> um, so, so you guys share a calendar. So when something gets scheduled, it pops up on all four of your calendars. Correct. Yeah. And then whoever can go can, can, whoever can show up, shows up. Oh, really? So, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and all of you are welcome to every show. Oh yeah, absolutely. But Scott has to be there. No, no. Um, and you just say yes to the calendar invite. What if no one says yes to the calendar invite? Well, we make sure whoever's booking it, like whoever's agreeing to it can do it. So it's either Scott or me that's usually booking. Uh huh. So if I book with someone, I make sure I can be there. Have you ever not gone on because you didn't like the guest? <laughs> I won't ask you who the reason why I ask is because I I've had that I'm really busy. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I've had that with, uh, not with Caleb or Sousa, but with other people who are like, Hey, I don't like that person. I'm not going to go on. And I'm like, Hey, I don't like that. Per- I don't like this person either. Yeah. So let me clarify. But um, I went on and I ended up falling in love with the, the person. There's, yeah. there's two, there's two people in specific. It was Hunter Mac. I'll tell you who they are. Hunter McIntyre and Jacob Hepner. Hmm. I didn't, I didn't like them, but I had no good reason to, it was just some shit I'd spun up in my head. Yeah, no, I will, I will tell you this. I've never done that. I've never avoided a conversation because I didn't like someone, Uh but I have definitely chosen work over the podcast for someone 
that maybe I wasn't super excited to meet Fair. really over Fair. the top meeting that, and that I know yeah. that everyone else can do a great job interviewing if that makes right. sense. Right. Yeah, totally. Fair. You know, I'm it, fanboying over someone. I'm making time like to get to that interview. And if it's someone else that I'm not super personally over the top about, and I have other things to do, I might not attend. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's totally fair. Never done it because of like yeah. an, like a personal, like a didn't like someone. And, and let me be clear. They ended, those two guys ended up being two of my favorite guests of all yeah, time. Great. The, we've, the, had, we've had Jacob on. Yeah. The irony of it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. That was, he's so good. He, I would, I, he's so good. It was so, it was so stupid. I was so petty. And, 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 and Hunter, I didn't like because Greg invited him to the CrossFit games mm. and I just fucking hated that. So fuck him. But then I ended up falling in love with him. And I, yeah, you guys have some great content. I like, I like when you guys talk, I would let him come on whenever. Um, so, so then you, um, that happens in, uh, 2020, you met him, you said at legends mm -hmm. mayhem and, um, was it good chemistry, uh, f f from, from the start? I mean, honestly, we didn't really develop any chemistry until we did the interview because I met him. I was judging. He was doing security or something there. We both had different roles. It was really busy. Um, I think I said, hi, you know, like we kind of exchanged numbers and that was it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to that in a second. I want to go back to um, uh, working events. You've yeah. worked a ton of events. Mm -hmm. Why do you, what, what, give me an idea. Have you ever worked at games? Yeah. And you've worked regionals? Yep. Uh, no, not regionals, uh, sanctionals. Okay. Yeah. For me, it's the same 20, thing. 2019 was the first year I did um, Mac, the first rogue invitational um, Granite games and the CrossFit games. So not just HQ stuff, but like rogue, rogue stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, and basically how that works is the same with all of them. You just go on a website and you apply to be volunteer and do you put down your credentials? Like, Hey, I've worked the games. I've worked this. And yes. And and what do you do there? There you're a judge. Mm -hmm. and, and what do you, are you judge at all these events? That's what you do at them. That's what I did at those four for that year. Yes. Wow. Why did you start doing that? That shit seems like it would scare the shit out of me. Um, I'm super judgy, so it was a perfect fit. I had just gotten my L3, and I thought, well, if I have my L3, maybe that'll help me like get into some of these higher-level um, competitions. So I applied for Mac. I got into Mac. I didn't fuck up. Um, I met the people that were running Granite Games at Mac, and they said they'd love to have me at Granite Games, so I signed up for Granite Games. In the meantime, I was like, I want to do Rogue because Rogue is going to be cool. And uh, Rogue was closed. Registration was closed. And only like top level judges were going to Rogue. So I sent a note to Charlotte, who was like running the volunteers for Rogue. And I said, hey, if you have any cancellations, let me know. I got an email like a week before Rogue and said, hey, we have a cancellation. Would you like to judge? And I was like, hell yeah. So I wow. cleared my calendar and I went there. And I mean, I, I literally had judged one semifinal <laughs> prior to that. And you I'm the in head a judge at a semifinal? No, I was just oh, a judge. Oh, 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 oh. oh. I'd only judged the map. I oh, had only judged. Okay. And, uh, and I walked into the room of these, you know, professional judges, you know, crazy clicky group. And, he, you know, they're like, who are you? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> hi. <laughs> I don't know how I got here, but I'm going to enjoy it. And it was great. A great experience. Were you going to say something, Caleb? It's, it's so different than what Caleb does. Like Caleb's just waiting for someone like, you know, uh, Ronnie Teasdale to go down so we can give him mouth to mouth. <laughs> it's so chill. It's so nice. And, but, um, wh why would you put yourself in that? Um, I mean, literally it was, I mean, are you burnt out after judging like from just concentrating so much? 
a little bit. It's definitely it's definitely mentally taxing and physically challenging as well. For me, it was I I because love you're on your feet for twelve hours, right? And or your knees, yeah, it's awful. Um, I love the competition so much; it was the only way I was going to get on the competition floor. Period. You weren't going to go as an athlete, you're saying? No. And I had met um, like Herman Phillips and Chris Smith at regionals back in 2016. And Herman had been bugging me to be on an equipment crew the whole time. And I was like, that looks really hard. And it doesn't look like you get to really enjoy yourself. So I don't want to do that. I appreciate it. And I love Herman to death, but I wasn't about to do that. So I thought, what's the other way I'm going to get on the floor? I got to judge, I guess. So that's what I did. Uh, It's no good doing equipment, Caleb? Is I would usually step in like at the end, like when everybody had left and I'd just like help tear down stuff. That shit's hard. <laughs> they don't like rolling out plates and barbells and climbing up and down ladders and shit's hard. It, it, it's it's, it's kind of like a, a long, a, a chipper. Yeah. It's like doing it's odd objects. Four days. Uh, do you ever, do you ever, have you ever, um, made any mistakes out there that you're like that that stick with you that haunt you uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> every judge do you think that every judge has a, has a mistake that haunts them i'm sure yeah i have two at granite games that that haunt me and d- does anyone else know about them yeah i've talked about them a little bit i was but, afraid the one at granite games i kept to myself because i thought for sure i'd just get thrown out can you tell us what it is sure um <laughs> There was, I mean, it's bound, it's bound to happen. There's, there, oh, yeah. there has, there has, I mean, we execute the wrong people in this country. Yeah. I mean, so fucking up a rep on the, on the grand scheme of things is uh, pretty small. Yeah. Here's the problem. Um, no one, no one educated me to the fact that if you do mess up, tell someone right away and we can fix it. Right. Like right then and there kind of like after the event's over, but, but but there. So at Granite Games, we were judging uh, this workout. And let's say there was, I don't know, 10 chest bar pull-ups in the workout. It was like 10 chest bar pull-ups and then like something else, box jumps, and then something else was a chipper. And, it's, and the start was 10 chest bar pull-ups. And we were judging all kinds of different divisions. So you got like scaled, masters, blah, blah, blah. So you're on the lane, you're doing your 10 chest bar pull-ups, 10 chest bar pull-ups. And then you get your first heat of elite women. The rep scheme changes. Oh. They have to do 20 chest to bar pull-ups. Not 10. She does 10 chest to bar pull-ups. I'm like, okay, come down. Go to your next thing. And the athlete did 10 chest to bar pull-ups. She was supposed to do 20. And I'm making up numbers, but like you right, get the idea. Right. right. It and, was significant. Uh, it was significant. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was significant. <laughs> um, I love this. And she <laughs> um she won that event. Uh-huh. So by 10 pull-ups, I I would hope so. (laughs) If you look at um, her scores across the, let's say there's eight events at Granite Games. She got like 23rd, 21st, 18th, first. Did she look at you like you were crazy? I don't remember. I didn't even realize it happened until like afterwards. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, what do I do? And I didn't tell anyone because I and there was no, thought, there was no, there was, was there, was there, um, what year was that? 19. Andrew, someone put a bat in here. I mean, there was, there were tickets to the games to that year. Like I could have affected someone not going to the CrossFit games. Right. I feel awful. And no one ever, and no one ever noticed it. No, I mean, she never came forward and said anything. Why would she? Right. Um, right. I mean, I'm sure some people are like, what the hell? 
but nobody, you know, had a video or said like, Hey, she only did 10. Now, if, if someone had told me like, Hey, if you screw up like that, just tell us at the end and we'll, we'll figure out the points or the time or whatever. Right. And adjust it. I was so uncomfortable even saying anything. I was like, they're going to kick me out. I'm not going to be allowed back. Like to- I was totally so makes petrified. sense. Hey, have things changed since then? Like, do they tell the judges that like, Hey, if you messed up and you realize it, like when I'm guys- a head judge, I tell them that, but I don't know. I haven't been just in a regular judging position since then. I was on the floor one year. I, I, I think it was the CrossFit games and Travis Bajant was the live commentator, the stuff that Kiki Dixon does, mm-hmm. how they, they should be used. They should be still be using Travis. <laughs> I mean, she's great too. They should use both of them, but man, yeah. he was, he was amazing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Andrew right. Hiller, cat, what have you done? <laughs> You're going to get a video cat. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, so, um, uh, Camille was, I, I, it was, it was a machine. I, I don't know what machine it was, but let's say it was a rower. Okay. And, I'm I'm filming next to her and she starts, she's crying. Oh, geez. And Travis comes over while he's commentating in the tennis stadium. That's completely packed. And she said, my rower's not working. And he goes, don't worry. I'm going to tell you when to get off. <laughs> he just fucking audible that shit. And when the first person got off, Travis is like, you're done. And that was it. Yeah. Just called the audible right there at the fucking CrossFit games in the packed house of the tennis stadium. I was like, dude, you're a, you're a beast. He's like, what? You know, like, yeah, it was so good. Savage. Uh, it, I mean that it, it's, it's, um, it's going to happen. We're in a, a very, um, complex, too many, not too many, just a ton of moving pieces. Right. Yeah. It's uh, a lot. Ton, ton, ton of people. Um, I think that I think though that you bring up a very uh, interesting thing. Like those are the things, the nuances that each year, like once that happened once to you and people know about it, then, then that has to be the first time it's okay. But after that, it has to be addressed. Hey guys, we know that there's human error. If you fuck up, don't worry. Just tell us at the right. end of the day, the goal is, is to have the best. And they could have easily have done that. All they would have had to have done is walk over to her and be like, Hey, you did these 10 pull-ups in 12 seconds. We're going to add 12 seconds to your score. And she would have been stoked. Yep. Exactly. It it would have been, but, uh, yeah. And and who knows, maybe everyone else on that floor knew to do that. I was just so new. It was the third event I'd ever done and no one ever explained that to me. Yeah. And it sounds like it's still not explained. There's probably tons of little things like that that should be explained or nuances that come up every single year. Every year there's going to be something that goes outside the bounds of what's explained to people. And then that has to be added to the, to the rule list. Right. I mean, there was a probably time when it was okay to pour oil after you change your oil, just to pour it down the drain. (laughs) Right. And then someday, one day someone's like, no. Um, and, 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 and you like it, you continue, do you continue to participate in, uh, events? Do you, will you, will you apply this year to judge at events? No. I mean, now that since, so it's a big joke too, with the judges, like they get so bitter that I'm not judging anymore. Now I'm in media and it's like, Oh, media, you're too. Because they're you're your friends. Yeah. I mean, they're my friends and I enjoy spending time with them and things like that. But when you get a different role, it's kind of like, Oh, you're too good for us now. And I'm, it's not, that's not the case whatsoever. <laughs> it's just, I'm, I have different interests and I want, you know, want to do different things. You've turned into a photographer. I mean, 
a little bit. Um, yeah, there, there's some great pictures on there. I'm doing. But. I was I was actually um, going through your Instagram account, and my wife was looking over my shoulder, and she goes, "Oh, she's a photographer." I mean, you look like a, you're a photographer. I, just, I point and click, and shit comes out. Do you know what kind of camera you use? Uh, <laughs> you're gonna laugh. Hold on. <laughs> oh, Savon. If you know what kind of camera you use, you're a photographer. It doesn't matter, but it's you have to know. Canon what. Rebel T2i. Yeah, yeah, fossil. yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the probably like but, the the, the first the lens, camera everyone gets. I have a really good lens, and that's how I get all those close up shots. The, it's the lens. It's not me. And so, when you say you're with media now, you're with Clydesdale Media, Correct. and the team and the team will show up somewhere, and everyone will have uh, roles. So Scott will be like, "Hey, I'm going to make contacts for the podcast." You're like, "Okay, I'm going to get pictures for." the website and, and, and everyone has their own thing. And Amy's like, Hey, I'll make sure you guys have water or I'll get contacts or whatever. Yeah. Yep. God, that, 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 that is, uh, and, and do you like, do you like being part of that team? The Clydesdale Meaning, team? Yeah. Or the media team. The, the Clydesdale team, as opposed to like just doing your own thing. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah. And I have flexibility to do my own things if I want to anyway. I mean, they're super supportive of whatever I want to do. And um, does the do you have goals with the podcast? Do you guys have goals, or is it like, hey, just, is it just one day at a time? I mean, I'm sure Scott has a vision. I know Scott wants to eventually quit his job and make this be his main gig. Yeah, that would um, be dope. That would be really cool. Um, for me, I'm I'm enjoying you know being a part of it, right, and helping out however I can. Right. I try to stick in the mindset that you're in. Um, mm-hmm. Just do one podcast at a time. Yeah. Just, but there's things. I'm open. I am so open to whatever, you know, I mean, other podcast creators could come and ask me to contribute for them or ask me to go to this event and do something specific. And I would be open to all that. I'm not, I, I'm not a good, I'm not good at being pigeonholed <laughs> into something. Well, well, the best, I think the best thing that can happen for a podcast is that kind of stuff. I think like one of the best things right. that ever happened to this podcast is the fact that w- Brian would come on it, but he was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. And I yeah. think, and then now I think it's the same thing. Like I, I, I really like um, just using Andrew Hiller as an excuse to do a show once a week on something, right. Just yeah. to have him on and just review his shit. And so I, I, yeah, you would only add value if you started working in another podcast or doing something else, it would only add value right. when you came home. It's yeah. like the kids who go away, right? They go away and they come back and they, and they bring, or, or you probably have done this too. You go traveling somewhere without your family. When you come back, you're a different person. You're a better mm-hmm. person. Yeah. And, and you can, you can add value. Definitely. When, when you were a, a ballerina, um, was there, um, I, I think of that as a culture. That's the, the skinny body, the don't eat. Um, is, is that the way it was for you? Um, I just pulled out this book that my mom got me. It's called The Dancer's Body Book. Are you one of these girls in this picture? Yeah, I'm the one in the front. Wow. Okay. Um, And it gives you sample meals of what to eat when you're dancing. Oh, this is going to be good. (laughs) Ready? Yes, yes. (laughs) Yes. So day three. Can I see the cover of the book? Yep. The Dancer's Body Book. Oh, yeah. That looks like something from the 70s for sure. Like a uh, Fleetwood Mac album. Um, This was was around the time. It's from 1984. This is around the time when your girl was waking up in the middle of the night and doing like step aerobics to like get skinnier. Wow. Um, 
Yeah. That was crazy. So breakfast, day three. Um, Let me ask you this, though, before you go there. When yeah. you would get up in the middle of the night to do that, was that the plan? Or you'd wake up and you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm too big. And then you'd get dressed and do your step aerobics. Mm, that's a great question. I don't know. I didn't ever think – I never thought I was too big. I always just wanted to be smaller, if right. that makes sense. Right, right. There was there was one point in time skinnier I remember – Skinnier is better. There's right. dudes like that who just – I just saw Ryan Fisher say, don't tell ever tell a guy he's skinny. I'm thinking I'd fucking love someone to say that to yeah. me. I always remembered I my my barometer was if I was dancing um like something that was cardiovascular, if I looked down and I could see my pulse in my hip, yeah, like in my groin, I was good. Like I was lean. Enough. Wow. Yeah. That was wow. That, that was my like if you could see the blood course, uh, coursing through you like a vampire. Yep. Yeah. Okay, good. good. All right, ready? Life is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Breakfast, toasted bagel, one tablespoon whipped cream cheese, black coffee. Wow. Wow. It's breakfast. Okay. It's toasted bagel, one, one scoop. One scoop tablespoon cream. whipped cream cheese. Uh-huh. Because this is this asterisk. It said whipped cream cheese has about a third of the calories of solid cream cheese. Oh, shit. So you don't take a teaspoon of the solid. Take the whip. You, you whip it. in that. Right. Right. What? How much is it? It's one third. One tablespoon. A third of the calories of solid cream cheese. Wow. <clears throat> wow. Caleb's gonna start whipping all of his shit. He's before he eats a banana. No he's way. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> take a whole spoonful and throw it on the bagel and oh smear it around until it's covered. I know it should be so much that it's weird, right? I'm adding that to my list of things I want to eat. When I get home, by the way, that sounds but, so good. Right bagel now. and cream cheese. All right. You ready okay. For Meal two. Yes. One quarter head lettuce. Solid. A quarter head? <laughs> like you can't eat the whole thing. I can't Large. even eat like a slice of lettuce. Oh my God. Just a quarter, 15 calories. A large hard boiled egg and five green olives. Wow. I cut, One cut, that, finger. cut that back to four. That sounds a little excessive. That's That's lunch. So wait a second. I want to hear that one again. So you got car, you got carbs in the morning, and that one. What what, what olives are just fat, right? Yeah. Oh wait, I, it goes on to the next page too. There's a there's a carrot and a tablespoon of French dressing, and then black coffee or diet soda. Sorry, I, I missed eighty calories there. Oh, so, was there any protein in there? Uh, the hard boiled egg. Oh okay okay. So that that meal one that I meal mean, at least is a little that meal is at least a little more balanced. You got fat, protein, and you get some. Carbs from the lettuce. Grams of protein in that egg. That's it. You, you get well, you get one gram of carbs from the lettuce. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, late afternoon snack. Oh, here we go. Want, we don't want you to be hungry. One medium apple, one ounce stick of cheddar cheese. Oh, okay, okay. To yeah. me, that's like the only solid snack right now. Yeah, that, that I like that. The apple can be filling. Mm -hmm. I can eat. I can be like halfway done with an apple and be like, "Oh shit, I got to force the rest of this down." So I approve of that one. Ready, ready for dinner? Yeah, I can't wait. Boy, am I! A half a cup of spaghetti cooked fourteen to twenty minutes. How specific? Not yeah, sure. why? Why that? I don't know. Okay, doesn't retain as much water. Four <laughs> ounces of marinara sauce. Okay. One tablespoon grated cheese. Okay. <laughs> One medium tomato. This is going to be so good. A half medium cucumber peeled and sliced. Wow. One tablespoon vinegar and herbs. 
It's got to have flavor. Two plain breadsticks that are 80 calories. I'm not sure what those are. <laughs> not the Olive Garden kind? And four ounces of Chianti. <laughs> oh, shit. Wine? Yes. <laughs> is that, what year is that book written? 1984. Wow. I mean, I have shit marked down in this book from when I was 10, 12 years old. Um, uh, just so we grow our own. I have a, a couple apple trees on the property. My apples are like this. Look at <laughs> like this. Bailey, come over. Well, I want to see you eat one down. And when I do eat a whole apple, I want you to know I eat everything. I eat the core, the ass, the head. The only thing I don't eat is the stem. Do you I eat it see. from the from the stem, like side? Once I once I get it to a core, then I turn it like I, I hold it just from one end, and then start working my way down. Mostly because do I just don't know what to do with it. I don't want to throw it on the floor in the car. So I just I eat the throw whole, mine out the window. I just eat the yeah. I, That's not littering, is it? No. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely not. But somebody, I, I live in Santa Cruz, California. One time I did that though, and I didn't. I didn't. I missed the throw and I slammed it against the window when it came back and hit me. It went like this way. Oh shit. Uh, So, so when you switch, so, so that, and you, you, you tried that, you would eat like that. I would try to, I mean, my mom wouldn't give me Chianti, but I would try to do this diet. And this, this ends up being 1100 calories a day, by the way, 1100 calories. And you're dancing four or five hours a day. It's a book. And, and, and so when you switch to, um, CrossFit, was there any, um, was there any, any difficulty in, in watching your body composition just change your change drastically? Um, no, cause I had done a lot of like bodybuilding and stuff as a young adult. So it was more for me, it was when I stopped dancing, you know, stopped dancing five, six hours a day and still ate the way I wanted to eat. That, that was hard because I didn't know what to do. It, it seems like with the uh, female swimmers and, and ballerinas that that's maybe the, the cliches where you just hear all the horror stories come out of mm-hmm. about eating. You know, it was some swim coach who told them, hey, or in probably gymnastics too, but I feel like I've heard so many in swimming. Someone tells the, the hey, you're too big. Hey, you're fat. Or, or you, know, you know, the ballerina basically gets treated like a model, right? Hey, you have yeah. to be so freaking skinny. I mean, luckily for me, though, the the school that I went to, um, we were never told that like our we had a male dance teacher who, you know, called us little shits all the time because we were probably just not well behaved. But he never I don't think I don't remember ever being told that I needed to lose weight. Was, was he gay? For me. Was, no, was he, he gay? Was, no, he's married. He had two kids. I didn't ask that. Um, I don't think he was gay. <laughs> I didn't get that vibe from him at all. I dress my kid. I. I dress my kids like the way I remember Berizhn. My mom really liked Berizhnikov, mm-hmm. and I remember her talking about him. And in w- the picture of him, in my mind is black tights in a, a t- white tank top, like those one of those Mexican like wife beater tank tops, as they say in the hood. Yeah. And um, so I dress my kids like that, and I always have. And it's so funny because I see it as so freaking masculine because I think of Berizhnikov as so uh, so masculine. He wasn't gay, right? He was he, he that guy wasn't gay, was he? I've heard some stories. Like the womanizer. Yeah. Yeah. Good dude. Good dude. (laughs) Strong, strong, strong uh, libido. Is that what that's called? Libido? Probably. Okay. Caleb, libido? 
I'm looking it up. I think, I think libido is like a, um, a men's... Uh, it's like sex drive, I think. Yes. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Allison. I love Baryshnikov. He's my all-time crush. Yeah, he's cool as shit, right? Libido, uh, sexual desire. Oh, yeah, so it's it's uh, it could be for boys and girls, men and women. My kids are cholos. Okay, I'll take it. Um, Austin Hartman, I swam with plenty bigger women uh, swimmers in high school. Our team ate our asses off. All right. All right, fine. Because he's in the Navy. Don't, ru- don't ruin my story. I will, you asked me when, when I started CrossFit about, like, did I have any problems with my body or anything? And I, I didn't. I love having muscles. Um, my mom had a big problem with it. I think my mom still has a big problem with it. Like that I look manly or that, you know, you have very big muscles. I think she's just used to, I think mean, it's probably a generational thing. Well, um, what's interesting is my, I, th- I think my sister was re- uh, my sister. I always get my sister and my wife confused. I think my wife was raised like that too. She was raised in an environment where I think her dad was like, put a lot of emphasis on being thin and having a certain body. And, and as soon as my wife started doing CrossFit, she turned into a brick shit house. Yeah. Like it, maybe Hiller would even think she's on roids. She got the crazy fucking w- rounded shoulders. Her arms started getting all crazy. She came just vascular as fuck veins coming down her hands. And it's, it's, um, and now it's, so, it's fascinating because when I, when you see CrossFit women next to normal women, the, they make the normal women look unhealthy. Oh, oh yeah. even if they're not unhealthy. Like they, yeah. Yeah. Like, Hey dude, like, like you better hold the hand railing when you go down the stairs. There's all these like multi-level marketing, you know, shake companies or whatever that people show like these before and afters. And I think the afters of women look ill. <laughs> yeah. Like, because yeah. I'm so used to seeing like women with meat on their bones. Um, there was this girl, she is, um, God, I, I, I know there's people in the chat who know her name. Uh, she was a Victoria's Secrets model. She is a Victoria's Secrets model. She's like one of those people that has millions and millions of followers. Um, she does that Victoria's Secrets uh, modeling thing where they like they they wear the wings. God, what <laughs> is her name? We'll say that again. I don't know how they hold those up. Yeah, God, what <laughs> is her name? And she was at the she was at the CrossFit Games one year. Okay. And I saw her, uh, and she's like, you know, she's the 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 paragon of the, the role model of what all beauty looks like. And I saw her at the CrossFit Games, and she seriously looked like she needed medical attention. Yeah. Like it was it was it was a, the greatest uh, juxtaposition of things that I ever saw. I was like, holy shit! I can't believe. I, I wonder if she felt awkward in that situation. Every girl in there is like 60, every girl there is lean, but 60 pounds heavier than you. Yeah. Do you think, sometimes I wonder um, if we have forgot, if if we're, we are, did you remember like seeing bodybuilders and stuff? Or did you ever go to the Arnold or the Mr. Universe and you would go into their vendor village, which was massive. It was basically just one vendor village. You know, it was, the vendor village was as big as the entire CrossFit Games. And I'd go in there and I just knew I was around sick people, like mentally sick, like something was mm-hmm. wrong with them. And I was like, man, these people are freaks. Like they've. I was, I've never been to one, but I dated a bodybuilder. So yeah, I know what that's like. (laughs) Yeah. Something's wrong. And um, there's some pathology, something. uh, But um, uh, do you ever wonder that like maybe CrossFit has turned into that and we just don't know because we're in it? Mm, No, definitely not. Okay. Definitely not. I feel that way. 
Because I remember when I first came into CrossFit, I thought the women, I, I was like blown away at how muscular they are. But now I, I never, it's the, it's the opposite way. I've noticed how unmuscular other people are. So I'm like, shit, what happened to me? Like I recalibrated, but I, but I wonder, or even that orange skin shit that they do at professional bodybuilding things. <laughs> and they're like, people be like, oh, they do that because they're under the bright lights. I'm like, I don't give a shit what reason they do it. It looks horrible. It looks horrible in the lights. It looks horrible outside <laughs> lights. No one's looking at and being like, you look good. Yeah. Well, I think I always enjoyed the fact that CrossFit gets you to like your perfect expression of what your body's supposed to look like. And so I hope that that is true and real and not some like fabrication that we've made up, you know, and then right. like, you can't really right. argue with that. Like, this is right. how I'm supposed to look if I'm like the purest expression of myself, healthy and whatnot. I'm going to do a ton of functional movement and right. whatever happens at the end. And I'm going to, I'm going to clean up my diet and whatever happens at the end of the day that, that this is my DNA expressing itself. Yeah. I mean, and I've, and I'm probably 10 or 15 pounds heavier than I was when I started CrossFit. I look way better now than I did when I started. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, when you go, when you go on the show, um, are there any guests you've had some big guests on the show? Do you ever get nervous? Are you ever like, holy shit? Oh yeah. I mean, we talked to Matt, we talked to Matt's mom. We had Matt's mom first. on the show Yeah, on mother's day. Wow. Yeah. We did a special mother's day uh, edition with her. It was awesome. She was so, she you had Matt it. Fraser's mom on the show. Yeah. And she was an Olympian, right? Yep. I can't get Matt on my show anymore, but I wonder if I could get his mom. I'm making a note <laughs> here. Matt's mom. She was great. I'll send you the link from it. It was cool. It was a cool chat. Um, do I get nervous? I mean, not really anymore. I, I did before for sure. I think, um, yeah, there it is. Miss Smiley. Wow. Adorable. Holy cow. <laughs> that is so awesome. I had no idea. Yep. I mean, who well, doesn't want to talk about their son? Too, say know? that again. She didn't want to. Who doesn't love to talk about their son? Like, oh, right. She was jazzed to be on. Um, uh, when you, um, do you, do you think that maybe you get less nervous because there's, there's three, like what, what if it was just you on the show? Do you think you'd be more nervous? If like, if it just like you're there and then all of a sudden Matt's mom shows up or Matt shows up. I definitely feel like I have a harder time organizing my thoughts when it's just me. I feel like I'm very much like, okay, get to the point, figure out what you're going to talk about. Um, and then as soon as we go off camera, like we have the best conversations and I'm like, why can't I get that vibe on camera? <laughs> you know, I struggle with that sometimes. Um, it's to it's like that in this show too. One of the things I noticed also that's interesting is like, I'll try to get off with a guest, like mm -hmm. it's time to go. But if we don't get off, you can kind of fake that vibe. Mm. Oh. So then I'll, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, okay, cat, nice talking to you. And then you're like, nice talking to you too. And then I'll be like, so what are you going to do today? And then I'll just throw in maybe one more question. And then all of a sudden we've kind of slipped into like something more real. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And I like, I don't know, wish I was recording all that too. Cause some of the best stuff comes from that. Do you, um, um, do you ever feel that since there's more than one person asking questions that it's hard to drill down into uh, certain topics? So like, if you want to float, let's say you have five que leading questions that are going to get to somewhere mm -hmm. or, you know, the, like we talked, like, for instance, we talked about the ballerina thing. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to bring up the sensitive subject, at least in my mind, sensitive subject about how it relates to diet and being skinny. But I, then I give it some, a, some room to breathe. 
I'm like, okay, I can kind of ambush her later. Maybe like if she had any anxiety of going there, yeah. we'll move away and then I'll come back to it. I'm not doing it consciously, but in, but in hindsight, I, I've gotten used to watching myself do that. Yeah. Um, do you ever feel like with you and Amy and Scott that it's more difficult to do that? I mean, it's so hard to navigate the flow yeah. for sure. Especially if um, <clears throat> some of us sometimes get like too honed in on our questions that we forget to listen. <laughs> right, right. You right. know, oh, and yeah, yeah, I'm so guilty of that. And so I try, I try to be the one and it, it seems like I'm interrupting a lot, but I'm trying to dig down into deeper things before we move on uh -huh. because I want to get a little bit deeper than just whatever, whatever's going on. Right. And so, you know, sometimes we'll share our notes ahead of time just so we kind of get a, an idea of what we're trying to get at. But yeah, that's, uh, you're going to get that if you have four interviewers and one person, like it gets crazy. Like even if something as superficial as like, hey, what do you eat? And then they say whatever they say, apples. And then you want to be like, you want to follow up with where do you get your apples from? And then they say Whole Foods. And then you're like, have you ever thought about growing your own apple tree? And you just exactly. can't get to the subject you want to get to because someone else had a question and they, it's not their fault. They just don't know that you're taking them somewhere. It usually happens the other way around. So I would prefer that going deeper into where do you get your apples? Let's talk about that before we move on to the next question. And what happens for us sometimes is I'm not able to do that. And someone's asked the next question already. And then right, right. You know what, the interview's over and it's been five minutes and I'm like, what the fuck? Like I had so much more that we could have dug in on. And that I find that happens a lot when I go back and listen again, I'm like, shit, I should have asked this or, Oh, what about that? How um, often do you go back and listen? Almost all the time. I'm you do. Critical. Yeah. I want to like get better. I wonder, I get really uncomfortable going back and listening. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't think I, I don't, I, I don't think I, it's, it's even weird to me to look at the people who listen to the show. I'm like, cause I don't, I, I don't understand what I'm giving off that attracts certain kinds of ideas and people. And it makes me start to feel very uncomfortable, not in a bad way. Yeah but just maybe shy or embarrassed. Like it makes me want to contract. Like I'm afraid if I watch this shit, I'm going to stop doing certain stuff. Oh, it, I see. Possible. I, but fuck, maybe I should stop doing certain stuff. <laughs> well, I don't know how you'd have enough hours in the day. You'd need, you know, the earth needs to spin on its axis a little bit more slowly for you to get through all of it. Cause you're, you've got a lot to listen to. <clears throat> um, what about, what about people um, on the team that, um, is there is there any struggling on the team that some people work significantly harder than other people and that and that you wished other people or or that maybe someone doesn't show up um with the uh right amount of energy mindset prepared like with with that many people I think of a sort of like team competition, although it's probably not like this, but if you know Scott and Amy are gonna be on the show, then maybe you didn't do your research on the people. Or does, or does everyone feel that pressure to bring their A game? I think everyone does what they can. And we have a clear, clear expectations of how much people can give uh -huh. based on what they have going on in their lives. And we are all compensated accordingly. We're all, I mean, we all own a part of the company. So it's not like Scott's company and, you know, we just work for Scott. Like, oh, I'm a co-owner oh. of the company. Okay. So everyone knows. So, and so everyone has that ownership mentality yeah. that mm -hmm. like, Hey, it's, we own this, bring your a game. This isn't a joke. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, th that being said, I will say this about Scott. I mean, I mean, from the ones I've watched, it seems like he's, it seems he always seems, uh, 
beyond prepared. Yep. And so you guys have, he, I mean, yeah, be way beyond prepared. I mean, we he, rely on him a lot to, yeah, to okay. be prepared. That's what it looks like. So he's yeah. the, he's the, you can, you can lean on him. That's why I like having Brian on. I like, Even though I'm, I'm supposed to be prepared. I can lean on him. I consider myself like color commentary. Okay. You know, unless, you, unless it's my interview, right? If it's somebody that I procured and that I really look forward to, I will lead those interviews. Scott's so good about letting us do that if we want to. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, why did you guys do that? Why did you guys choose to all just from the beginning? T tell me how Clydesdale formed. Tell, tell me how that formed. Yeah. Um, Scott, I hate you, the thought of sharing my shit <laughs> Maybe because I did it for so many years, but I hate it. Scott, Amy and uh, Charlie used to work out together at a gym. They all lived together in Ohio and they started um, talk, talking about CrossFit. They had like a group chat and um, Scott was doing his podcast for um, CrossFit shred which is the affiliate that they all belong to. And uh, that's how they started. And so it must've been, they, they must've had to have some serious discussions before they brought you in. Uh, I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine that like me interviewing those guys was my audition. That's what I say. Uh, Sevon, don't be the spark that starts the fire. I, I, easy, easy. I'm just, I just got some questions. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just curious. I'm just yeah. curious. I mean, Scott's in the chat, so he can probably fill in the blanks for it. Cause I, you know, I wasn't part of it until a few months later. They would go to gyms and work out with people. You know, they, they knew the Panchicks. Um, they were, you know, local Ohio people. They would go work out and then interview folks. They interviewed Ben Smith, I think one time and nothing got recorded. <laughs> it was like their, like a two minute interview that was supposed to be 20 minutes or something. Uh, because of the malfunction in, um, yeah. uh, uh, equipment or because mm -hmm. Ben Smith doesn't talk. <laughs> well, yeah. The, the, the former, um, that Ben's gotten significantly uh, more talkative, which is awesome. Yeah. I, um, I, I've had three through, through my media days from being in my early twenties to the present, I've had, uh, three partnerships go sideways and they were all for the exact, exact same reason because I didn't feel like the people were working hard enough. Mm. I didn't feel like they were giving up and they were working hard. Yeah. It's not hard enough for me. And so they event eventually they went um, sideways. And now Suze is my partner on this, and we 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 clearly we haven't had that um, issue at all. Yeah, we haven't had any issues. I mean, like I said, I think everyone has clear expectations of how much people can devote to it because of uh -huh. their lives, and so everybody's meeting their expectations. And if they didn't, I, you know, I think we'd all be comfortable talking about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Out. It's it's a really great group. Uh, you had, you had Fikowski on, you've had Matt Fraser on, you've had Chris Spieler on, you've had, uh, Lazar Jukic on, uh, is it, is it easy getting these guys, the big names? Um, yeah, I think so. It's just, you know, DMS. And then it, help, and then you know, it, it helps to be able to name drop a little bit for someone that's never heard of you before. You know, you say, Oh, we just talked to Matt Fraser last week. You know, we'd like to have you. Yes. And do you sure. send them a link? Yeah. Like, Oh, here, here's, here's, we interviewed Matt. Oh, oh, for the, no, not sometimes it depends. I mean, if at the beginning we really had to do that, um, you know, I only had like, I mean, Clydesdale media only had like 300 followers on Instagram. Like we weren't really, we didn't have any notoriety per se. So yeah, we'd send people links of like, Hey, we did, uh, you know, we interviewed Sam Briggs or we did, 
you know, we talked to this person and that person. And now it's pretty much like we've got relationships with these people. We can, you know, we text them and we're friends with a lot of them, like Annika Greer, Ariel Lowen, you know, we've, we've built relationships now where like Lazar, Colton, Colton Mertens and I, we talk a lot. He's such That's a cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you guys interviewed Mal O'Brien? No, we have not. Have you uh, tried? To- no, we had James Townsend. Yeah. yeah. How, how was that? I need to have James Townsend on be, uh, like just me and him. How was that? Um, I'm going to let Scott chime in on that one. Right? <laughs> I'm not sure if I can talk about it. I did you guys, did, did you guys publish it? Yeah. Because I feel okay. like maybe we pulled it down or am I thinking of someone else's interview? I don't know, but he did do two podcasts during that time. Um, that had to be pulled down for whatever reason. Mal's agent or someone got uh, yeah. got pissed. Oh, we have not. We have not pulled it down. You've not. Oh, have you guys interviewed Laura Horvat? Uh, no. Jacqueline Dahlstrom many times. You ever had anyone on who won't come on again? I don't think so. Fuck. I, I mean, if we've asked, we haven't noticed. You know, we haven't been like, oh shit, we did them once before. And no. Because I, I def I would love to, I would love I'm I would love to speak with uh, Laura, and mm-hmm. I'm uh, not Laura. I would like to speak with Laura, but I for some I don't know if I told told the story, but she was on the show once, and it was really uh, it was awesome. It, it was it was it was really awkward, but we pulled it off. Like me me and her pulled it off, and yeah. I thought it was. And people I remember really, I watched it. Yeah, people loved it, and then uh, I don't know, like six months later, I text her. And I said, "Hey, I'd love to have you on the show again." And she responded, "How did you get my phone number?" <laughs> like, oh Great. fuck, oh shit. Um, the James Townsend one is still up. We did interview him, and we did not have to take it down. Okay, according to Scott. And uh, and because and I and I've I've um, I think I've DM'd Mal a few times to try to get her on. I w- we could, I, I was just going to say, if we were going to try to get Mal, we'd probably go through O'Keefe to do that. We have a good that's relationship. Her, with that's him. her agent. Um, well, he's part of HWPO now. Right. I, for some reason, I think she has another. Uh, I think um, uh, uh, I'm going to get the name wrong. I want to say Benghazi, but it's uh, Bijan. Bijan, I think, is her 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 agent. I think. Have so. you inter- have you interviewed him? No. Yeah, we. I, I don't. I, I no. don't think. We, I but don't, we would probably go through Matt. I mean, that you know, we have those bigger relationships that we try to leverage to get people to talk to us. What, what about stuff outside the space? You guys think about ever doing stuff outside the space? Well, tomorrow uh, we are launching a show called live happily ever awesome. Okay. The host is a licensed marriage counselor. She is also a master's CrossFit athlete. Julia, Julie Rappaport. She was okay. second at Legends in the 50 to 54 age group. She is a friend of the show. And she and I are launching that show tomorrow. And it's why we're doing the live call-in. So it's why I bought this Roadcaster Pro and I've been bugging Matt Souza. And it's why I've got all the oh, wires over here. Did you get here. the phone? Did you get the phone working? Yeah, finally last night we got it to work. What, what ended up being the issue? Because I we had an issue in the beginning too, but I can't remember what it was. Was just your headphones were plugged in or the volume was no, down? No, it was the input and output from my Mac. One of them had to be... Uh, roadcaster chat and the other one had to be roadcaster main oh okay. and it was literally just trial and error i was just pressing buttons until it worked right. and i was like t- i took a picture of it i'm like this is how it needs to be um th- i i wanted to do a show like that it's funny um and i scheduled it like five times i wanted to do a uh 
a relationship show with uh, Danielle, Danielle Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. So people would call in and just ask her, but man, she's tough to schedule. Yeah. She's very, well, very. We interviewed Julie last week to follow up with the masters, uh, with the legends, uh, uh Julie Rappaport, Julie Rappaport. Okay. And, um, we, I, I said, you know, we want it, we're doing this series. We want to follow you through. And she's like, well, I have another idea. Let me talk to you about it. And she said, I've always wanted to do like a radio call-in show with my therapy thing. And I said, why don't you use our platform to do it? I'll help you produce it. I'll manage your social media for you. Cause she's not, doesn't have time to do all that. Um, and I love to do that kind of stuff. So we're, we're bringing her on under the Clydesdale media umbrella. She's going to, she's going to host the show. I'm just going to be like, you know, the side girl taking calls and running the board and, Again, color commentary. I have no authority on <laughs> on marriages and that kind of thing. So yeah, it'll be fun. God, if you, could pull, if you could pull that off, that would be amazing. It's weird. Call, call People calling in is kind of a trip. I never really... Sometimes it's the, yeah. the whole show people will call in and other times people won't call in at all. I never mm -hmm. know exactly what triggers them. Or they'll wait until like the hour and 40 minute mark and then people start calling in. Yeah. Are you... It, it, you know, you may you may do five shows. Like I, I can't remember how many live calling shows we did before someone called in, but you might do well, five she, shows and no one calls in. She said that she was anxious to like, see if I was going to get it working for Friday. And she said she already has people that she knows will call in. Oh shit. Like, she has wow. patients and things. She has a private practice. So is it going to be uh, um, like, uh, like um, I, I can't remember the CrossFit athlete uh, it was, but she, they thought she was going to win the games in 2009, really buff lady like really buff former gymnast. And I remember her saying while we were filming with her in 2009, she said basically her husband left her because she got too muscular. And I wonder if you're going to hear shit like that. It was a crazy story. Well, we've, we've got a list of topics that we want to cover like each show each week. And this topic for this week is going to be our rom-coms ruining your relationship. And so it's like the perception. What's a rom-com? That's a, a romantic comedy. comedy okay. right? is, is like what you see in the media, love stories and how relationships are supposed to be sort of clouding your vision and, and making you think your relationship sucks because it's, you're comparing it to that. Um, well, tell I, me the name. What's a rom? Give me like a, a rom-com, a title of a movie that's a rom-com. Um, Friends with Benefits. Uh, oh. Wedding Crashers. Oh no, not Wedding Crashers. Um, Wedding Crashers isn't a rom-com? Hmm, kind of. God, that movie. So, I watched that movie on an airplane and I was laughing out loud with my headphones <laughs> on. That was fucking weird. Okay. Love Actually. That's like Scott's favorite. <laughs> Scott, Scott loves rom-coms. I don't know any of these movies. Yeah. You're lucky. Pretty Woman. Oh, I remember Sleepless in Seattle. That was like, yeah. you've got mail. How to Lose a Guy Okay. Is is that really a thing? I don't know. We're going to find out. Right, it's her, her idea. Julie's idea. My idea is I want to do one about is CrossFit ruining your relationship. Oh. And what, what would that look like? I don't know. I, I, we'll, we'll see. There's a lot of drama around CrossFit gyms and people hooking up. and. Oh, people, yeah, 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 yeah. Discovering themselves and realizing that they're a different person. And you know, there's all kinds of shit. You right. could you could take that a lot of different ways. The answer is probably it depends, but I'd like to dig into it a little bit. I walked into a gym in Atlanta one time uh, to film uh, to do some work around the open. I walked in with my wife early years, and we walked into the gym. We got there like ten minutes early to set up cameras, and there was a couple in there kissing. Mm -hmm. And when they saw us, they pulled apart. <laughs> 
And I was like, oh, they just embarrassed because we walked in and I'm kissing. It was some passionate shit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so we were there. And then about, I don't know, 20 minutes later, uh, that dude's wife and that chick's husband came in. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah, like, oh, right. yeah. There was a, at the Masters Fitness Collective this year, somebody posted on uh, their Instagram story and tagged Masters Fitness Collective in it and said, when you find out your husband's cheating on you or something, and it was a video of an athlete who I guess his girlfriend came to watch him compete and he like gave her a kiss on the sideline. Oh, like the mistress was there. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> we took that down real fast, but you know, dude. Um, I, I'm trying, uh, there, I, I can remember one, uh, occasion at HQ where someone walked into the gym at uh in, in the, our gym was didn't have any windows it just had the doors it was a big mm-hmm. gym and someone walked in and turned on the lights and there was a uh one of the people were married to another person at HQ mm-hmm. and uh they, they were pretending like they it looked like they had just pulled it apart and they were pretending <laughs> like they were looking around for the lights yikes <sighs> Uh, no, I did a, did a fight break out. No, because the other person wasn't there, right? The wife wasn't there. No, the wife was not there. <clears throat> yeah, that that I mean that you you get a bunch of people barely clothed, working out, pheromones and shit pumping off of them. I I, I I'm not condoning. Um, it's I think um, doing that to your mate is fucked up because it hurts people. But it but I'm also not. Uh, It's like walking on a slippery road. Like it's going to happen. Someone's falling. Right. Someone's falling. Like you can't have tons of beautiful people together and, and people trying to better themselves. And uh, do, do you have a lot of couples in your gym who come there together? Um, I have one that I can think of that work. They work out together. I guess the moral of the stories is if your mate's working out, you better go work out with them. Do you work out? Do, can you work out with your husband without fighting? No. <laughs> that seems like a common well, theme. That's well, the common theme. Know, I wonder why couples can't do that. I mean, gosh, I could probably count on one hand the amount of times we've worked out together. Like when we had the garage gym, I think we worked out together once, maybe just because timing didn't work out. He's been here and I've coached him before, and we are terrible. But I'm, he does not like to be coached, and I do not like to coach him. He'll say one wrong thing, and I'm like, "Oh, you leave right now!" Like, it's just not, <laughs> he'll pull hey. me like, "Sweetheart, hey, I'm," you know, he's doing like double unders or something. I'm like, "Just relax your arms, relax your arms," and I'll like, he'll do it again, and he'll mess up, and I'll say, "Relax your arms." He's like, "Sweetheart, I'm doing that." I'm like, "Don't you fucking call me sweetheart!" Like, that is not, that's not a loving sweetheart. That's like a fuck you, sweetheart. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this isn't working. How about this? Women were constantly flirting with my husband in our gyms. I had to beat them off with a stick. Wow. I don't think I really care if people hit on my wife. No, I think that's cool. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think it. I don't know. I, it, yeah, I. I um, someone t- t- touched me pretty inappropriately one year at, at HQ right in front of my wife. That was weird. Mm. I didn't get in trouble, but she 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 had a talk with me. I was like, "Did I do anything?" She's like, "No, that wasn't your fault." But like, that's crazy that someone touches you like that. Yeah. And it was crazy. My husband did that once. He, um, we were like, touched another woman and you had to go have a talk with him. 
No, well, we had, we were at a baseball game and there was like another baseball mom that came up that I was talking to and he came up to the two of us and he like gave her a kiss hello. And it was really oh. fucking weird. Like, cause it oh. wasn't someone that I thought he had that kind of relationship with. Yeah. It was, it was in front of my daughter, I think too. And like, <laughs> she and I talked about it later. We're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, was that she, was so she a foreigner? Weird. Maybe she's a foreigner. Was she French no, or Italian? No, he initiated the kiss with her. It was very strange. Did I mean, we're all talk- friends. No, Did you ever talk? Talk to no. no, we don't talk like this. That. This lady came up to me and stood so close to me that her pelvis was on me and then put her hands on my chest Oh, and, and talked to me while she was talking to me. That's weird. Yeah, it was fucking weird. <laughs> I would love to tell you her position in the company. You could oh, <laughs> like imagine the, the, the craziest position. The last person who should ever do that to you in the company right, right. is that person. HR. Yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Couldn't she said RH or something and hit it. I was like, what the fuck? Those HR girls are wild. <clears throat> the thing is, is that I think the litmus test is this, right? It, if you treat one person differently than you're treating everyone else in kind of a generic forum, then you like, if you're not putting your hand on every single dude's chest and every single woman's chest, then, then, then like, like I would, like I would give right. you a pass if that was like, and, and you had spoken a funny accent, right? And ate a lot of cheese and smoked cigarettes. Like, yeah. okay there was some cultural thing, but when you just do it just to one person and it stands out like your husband wasn't there kissing every girl at the, at the place. Right. Yeah. Keep, yeah. cool. keep, well, at least, at least you know that you care. Right. <laughs> good, good, good lit, litmus test, test, uh, um, for that. The, the, what, what, what's the, what will be the, is there an end game for, for the gym? Like, are, are you, do you still have tons of passion for it after, uh, four years? Like, do you think you'll do it for 10 years? Do you think you'll do it forever? Do you just take I, it day by day? I mean, right now I'm in a five-year lease at this building. So I'm, I'm coming up on almost a year. So another four years for sure. Um, I would love to groom somebody to take it over for me. I, mean, I don't I'm, think you can use I'm, that word anymore, by the way. That right. word was hijacked. I, mean, I would like to train someone <laughs> right. to become my successor. I would like a succession plan. I'm going to be 50 in like a month. And I just. Wow. Yeah. And I, I don't want to do this like forever. I mean, wow. I love it, but yeah. yeah, I would like to step back and do some more business stuff, do some more podcast stuff, have this running and still being affecting all these people with health and fitness. But maybe, you know, slowing down a little bit. I'd like what to ethnicity are you? What's what? What ethnicity are you? I'm half Italian. My dad's Italian, 100%. Um, Ellis Island, the whole nine, like grandparents, great-grandparents. My mom is like Welsh and English. Uh-huh. I, mean, I can't believe you're 50. You don't have a fucking single wrinkle on your face. Well, I get a little Botox. But other than that, yeah. Does that hurt? No. Any side effects? No. Could you tell that she had done that? I mean, my face moves a little bit. My eyebrows move. No, I wouldn't have been able to tell. I, I can even see you in person. <laughs> yes, he's met me in person. Do you guys remember meeting each other? Yeah. Was it Mac? Yeah. This year. Mm-hmm. Um, you, one of those. You, um, you reached out to California Hormones. I did. And you got blood work. Yep. And, and, um, can you share any of that, that experience and, and, and what you found out and what, yeah. what you're doing, what decisions yeah. you made? Um, so yeah, she does look amazing. It's crazy. It's female, fucking crazy. No one would ever know you're 50. Not I'm that there's anything. I like people knowing I'm 60, but 
but not there's anything wrong with it, but it's just crazy how young you look. CrossFit has a lot to do with that. For sure. I I mean, I literally feel like it's the fountain of youth. hundred percent. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Reached out to California hormones, got my blood work done, got my results. Um, I'm not a doctor, but I think females range anywhere from like 20 to 200 other levels of testosterone. And I'm at a 60. Um, I have some symptoms of like, you know, cloudy memory stuff and, you know, like lower sex drive, that kind of thing. And not me. (laughs) Just felt like, you know, could use a boost of, of something. And, uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm on the plan now. I've been on it for about a month. And, and you, and they, and you do, you inject it into you. Yep. And where do you inject it? Um, either in my shoulder or in my butt. And, uh, did your husband freak out when you did that? No. He's not afraid like it's going to turn you into an animal and you're going to eat him. <laughs> no. Well, um, no, I mean, we talked about it. We talked about the side effects and sort of, you know, I explained to him and to everybody else, like more of my, I had to more explain it to my mom than anyone. She's like, why are you doing that? Oh my God, you're going to turn into a man. Um, you know, my goal is to get to 100, right? Oh. 100 is the median for females, right? Males go anywhere from like 300 to 1200. I'm not trying to become a dude. Right. Um, I don't want to get anywhere close to 200, quite frankly. Um I'm on the tiniest and, amount. And, and did you tell the doctor that? Yeah. Well, and he they're knows, like, I mean, okay, we're cool. Doing it, we're doing this for symptoms. We're not doing this for any other reason. Um, uh, I'm 77 and I feel every uh, inch of it. <laughs> uh, Bob, California hormones to turn you into fucking 57. Uh, I've talked about my friend who's 78 who got on it and he says it's like, it's a complete life changer. Oh, and, and, and what are and, and what are you putting into? Just testosterone? Yes. And that's it. Yep. Uh, and and then, the the tiniest amount. It's like point one. The the first little black line on the syringe. It's like nothing. What like, is that relative to what Hiller's doing? Is Hiller doing two hundred and you're doing point one? Is it like that? I, mean, I think he's doing like closer to a full syringe. And do you know what that number is, Andrew? Are you in the chat? Hold on. <sighs> have my stash here and how often and how often do you do that um every three and a half days three and a half days yeah so i do like sunday morning and then i'll do wednesday Wednesday night and then i'll do you know i figured out (laughs) is it a pain is it a pain no not at all this is the this is the syringe it goes up to one milliliter and i do 0.1 milliliter and i think andrew does maybe one milliliter so he does this whole thing uh huh. Yeah. And I do just up to that very first line, like right there. Those are the same charges we use. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Wad Zombie says um, he does a hundred milliliters. Mm, uh, no, probably one. A hundred. That would be a hundred of these. Unless this is by hundreds. So so he does he well okay so he does one of those, one of those. a week and you do one tenth of those. One Correct. Of those. Yes. I always knew women were one tenth of what men are. Oh, point point five. Uh, okay, there don't confuse. Don't confuse me. Oh, that's he- what. Oh, that's what Andrew does. That's not what you do. Okay. I have a and- vagina. Don't ask me about math. Right. <laughs> I screwed that up. <laughs> Fuck. That would have been a great bit. I got that number right, by the way. I I guess like two fifty. Hey, and that girl. That girl uh, DM me, Melissa. Yeah. 
And she's like, you had no chance against me. I'm a mathematician. I was like, oh, that's funny. I'm yeah. usually really bad at that kind of stuff though. If you ask me like the population of my town or like the example you gave, like how many people were there? I'm like, oh, 30. <laughs> it was a thousand. Have, have you noticed anything from, from the, from the, from since you started a month ago? Not yet. Okay. Um, I've been watching. And Gary didn't notice anything for months. Yeah. Uh, and I've been watching Hiller's videos too. Let's see. I think one of one of the things that's in my head is I feel like I have to shave my legs more often than usual. So you're maybe not sure I am. if you're making that up or not. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know if I'm making it up or not because I never okay. really kept track before. But I'm kind of like, oh man, I just shaved like yesterday. Now I feel whatever. So who knows? All but right. no, like no acne, no, you know, my appetite's still the same. Uh, you didn't shave thirty seconds off your Fran time. Not yet, but I'm trying. And so. Um, uh, what, what do you go with the follow-up doctor's appointment? They check your, to see if you've gone up from 60. I should, um, this, the end of this week, like today's injection would have been my eighth injection four weeks. So I should be getting a call to schedule my lab work again to see if we've moved the needle at all. And what does that look like? Lab work? You just, you, you just go just walk into a lab. Yeah. I show up to a lab and do it. And my insurance pays for it. And you don't have to make an appointment or anything. Nope. Just walk in, get blood work, and then they and then they send those numbers to the to the doctor. Yep, and, and then you and jump on a call with the doctor. On, yeah, and depending on where you get the lab work, I send it right. They send it right to me too, so I see it before I even get a call from the doctor. And and does it make sense to you? Like you have enough knowledge to be like, okay, I mean, there's I, a T. I should be hundred. He used to be sixty, and hopefully it's like sixty five now or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's so fucking cool. Thanks yeah, for sharing awesome. that. It's been great. It's been a great experience. And, uh, you know, I'm super stoked to see like how it goes and I'm committed to, you know, staying on it as forever if I have to, or if I want to. Yeah. I can't wait to hear, uh, about that. That's the first girl that I've heard. Well, that's not true. Um, I don't know if I should say her name, but there's someone else I met who's been taking uh growth hormone and tea for 10 years. Mm. I could never tell by looking at her either. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. she's a, uh, just a a beautiful woman, but uh, I'm so curious to hear your experience with it. I'm so freaking yeah. curious to hear how, how that plays out. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I'm a little bit leaner. Like my muscle mass has grown a little bit, but you know, I, I don't know if that's just because like I've have been working out a little more consistently and, and all that. So things have to level out before I can really tell. Yeah. Gary was basically saying this. He goes, how can I hadn't done CrossFit in a year? I started doing CrossFit and I started doing tea. How the fuck am I supposed to tell which is what? And if, if I were to get on that stuff, I would definitely start working out more because it's like, I I wouldn't want to waste it. Yeah, exactly. So so you're probably having some sort of like placebo or motivational effect for sure. Right. I'm eating better. I'm trying to get more sleep, all that good stuff. No, her name doesn't rhyme with with, uh, Mia Boomi. No, (laughs) she's not an athlete. Leave Tia alone. What do you think about Tia being pregnant? Um, I think it's awesome. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, the two of them are so adorable. Like, Shane loves her so much. It's just, it's cool to see. Yeah, I'm very happy for her. Uh, um, what I noticed right away is just how much, her, like, I recognize that, that, I don't know if supple is the right word. but the bo- Yeah. Yeah, soft. just that I saw my wife go through and how awesome it was to see my wife go through that i yeah. just loved seeing her body turn into that like baby carrier yeah yeah it's, it's cool it's very cool have you that. had her on the show i don't know i i can't get her on the show either um 
they're, they're both very oh, well. Shane's very nice to me. He always responds to my texts, but I can't get them on the show. But when I see her do that, that like that interview with like that Channel Five News in fucking Tennessee, <laughs> and the and the guy looks like he's a game show host. Yeah. I'm just like, come on, girl. Right, get it together. Yeah, come on, girl. Who's advising you what shows to go on? Come on. Yeah. My favorite, my best story, my best Tia story is when uh, I was at the Rogue Invitational as a judge and we were standing off to the side of the stage and she was coming off. She had won an event and uh, the bleachers were like right up, like at our face, like bleachers were here. We were standing at uh, floor level. So like people's asses were just basically like right at eye level and then higher up. And she comes off the stage and somebody had like passed gas and it smelled like a dirty diaper, like in the thing. Awesome. And she comes I love back. those moments, by the way. I live <laughs> for that shit. She comes back and she's like, who farted? Oh, <laughs> awesome. Super loud. It was great. We were like, oh my God. <laughs> um, you've got to, what the, I, you've got to be around her probably more than I have. And not only that, but she's evolved so much in her personality. When, when I was around her, she was very timid. Oh yeah. Well, like 18 yeah yeah she was so timid and to the point where i didn't even feel comfortable approaching her like if she was somewhere i would talk to shane yeah sometimes with you yeah well or maybe it was i always get stuck between is that rude no i think that's respectful yeah okay yeah i definitely think that's respectful i was at the 2016 uh games in carson the last games in carson uh the first time i got to go in person and that was the heartbreaking year for her right she didn't she got second to katrin uh she did she 16 yeah she got second to katrin she took a second i think so someone in the chat will unfuck us caleb it's a race it's a race it's a race i thought so um what's the rest of the year look like for you where are you going to be where are you are you, you going to be judging anything have you applied to judge anywhere what's the rest of, are you going to be do, doing media uh, anywhere what's the we're going to Wadapalooza as media Clydesdale yeah okay and hopefully you and I I catch up with your team at some point and can help you guys out however I can awesome thank you um, yeah I'd love to do that um that's the only plan right now I mean Orlando thank you by the, the way that's really nice to you I really appreciate that we're, oh, we're gonna for that. sure need help yeah we yeah. kind of just put the shit together as, at the last minute we're for sure gonna need help I mean our only obligations right now is we have three podcast um hours or half hours slotted on the Wadapalooza stage and so like we're off all day Saturday we have nothing going on so yeah we'll have plenty of time for that it'll be fun um, you know, we're figuring out Orlando and Pasadena to you uh-huh. know, cover the semifinals. We'll clearly we'll go to the games. I think we already have a hotels book for that. Um, yeah, it'll be she great. Had two seconds or first two years of the games. Wow. Yeah. So both times was, was it, was it, was it both times to, uh, to get to catch on? Hey, that's not cheap, huh? Go to Wadapalooza, not cheap. Go to Pasadena, not cheap. Go to. No. Where's the other? Where's the other one? Orlando. Oval? Orlando, not cheap. No. And you're way up in the top right hand corner of the country. Correct. And you you fly to all those places? Yes. Wow. And then and then and then in a perfect world, then the the climax would be to go to the CrossFit Games. Yeah, we'll go to the. We're, we're going to the games. I'd I'd sacrifice the semis to go to the games if I had to financially. And then uh, is it hard getting tickets for any of those things? Um, we get media passes, so we don't need oh. tickets. And do the media passes get you into the, uh, the Coliseum at the games? Uh, yeah. 
Yep. Wow. Good seats too. If you're not in the pit, you can either be in the pit or you can be like front row. I can just remember. I can just remember being there certain years and then not even letting certain HQ people in the fucking media pit on our media team. Yeah. Well, the media pit's definitely limited. And like the year of COVID was ridiculous. Like they barely let anybody down there, but that was okay for us. Cause we were just there building relationships and having interviews. We didn't need to be like front and center. And like I said, I got that killer lens so I can just be up in the stands taking pictures. Um, uh, what comp is in Pasadena? I'm so f- it's the one before the games. You got to win that. You got to like be in the top. Yeah, the West, well, no one knows Western what you have to semifinal. be in. Yeah. Was it Western semifinal? Something like that. Yeah. There's an Eastern. So just, just after you do the open and cat will unfuck me if I screw this up after you win the, op- after you do well at the open, then you go to the quarterfinals and after you do well at the quarterfinals, you'll go to either Orlando or Pasadena. And after you do well at those, you go to the games. You got it. And then there you lose to, well, I guess you won't lose to T this year. What comp is in Pasadena? I'm so bad at figuring out where the comps are. Thanks in advance. Um, do you think that the sport, I feel like a lot of sports are like, what have you done for me lately? And, it, and I don't mean that in a, in a bad way. That basically the year after you lose your, if, if you don't, if you don't repeat the championship, I mean, look how slow uh, Madeira's ascent is, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, ha, he's, he's, he didn't get to beat Matt. And so now he has to build this, he has to build his own legacy and winning the games once isn't going to be enough because we're so fucking spoiled. Right. Yeah. And yeah, you got to win it five times. Yeah. Before we're going to give you any respect. It's so, it's so crazy and it's so hard. And and I fall into that too, but um, you look at, you look at someone like Rich Froning and if he comes on your podcast, like it's going to fucking move the fucking needle. Mm-hmm. Like it's like wherever he goes, like it's, it's a, it's a seismic fucking kaboom. And um, but you look at someone like Matt, who's not competing anymore. And do you think that it's already like, do, what, what, and, and I'm, and I'm, uh, I, I think that I'm actually expressing my opinion now. And I think because Rich has stayed in the game and he's kept competing, that he's still a needle mover. And I think Matt is, there's this sort of like, people are already forgetting, right? I think, and, and we're three years away for there being half the CrossFitters in the space don't even know who he is, maybe because we've had a whole new group of people come in. Well, that's a good point. Definitely, people that are just surface level fans are aren't going to give a shit about Matt. But you know, your core base, our core base, right? <laughs> Matt would still move the needle. Yeah, we st- we st- we know what he did. What do you think about this golf thing that Nate Edwardson's doing? No, the HWPO golf program that's just launched. Uh, I, someone told me about it and was just ripping it, but, 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 but it was, it, I, I don't think it was in a, it was just their gut reaction to it. Like, Hey man, they're going to diversify and sink the ship, but I don't think Matt is stupid. And I think Matt's very conservative in his choices. And so, uh, I don't know. It's just uh, to me. Oh, O'Keefe hangs out. I mean, dude, there's so much money in the sport. Did you see what Nate Edwardson did? I, I heard. Yeah. I don't, and he's, he's murdering it. Crazy. He just pivoted over to golf and he's murdering it. And it's just, show, and so maybe that it's, it's us who are like, um, <laughs> we got to start getting golf. Yeah. We're on. like, fuck, we're on a sinking ship and we're like, kumbaya, you know, we're just fucking confused. I, uh, I, hope not. I, I don't think I don't, I think, I think Matt's got a good team around him and he's pretty conservative. Um, I hope he's killing it with the supplements. I, that always I thought was weird too, because I know the sub. I've known some people who've gotten really wealthy in the supplement industry and then lost it all. That mm-hmm. that it is a very fucking scary space to be in. And then when he went with Steffi Cohen, I thought that was weird. Also, I was like, dude, Matt, you're a powerhouse by yourself. But 
um, Hiller and I have been spent obsessing on numbers for the last couple of weeks, talking every day. We get on StreamYard back here and, and look through people's YouTube. And it, something is definitely happening. And uh, maybe it's just what Nate said. We should take his direction on it. It's just three weeks of darkness. But I am seeing um, that Matt's presence on people's podcasts and whatnot and where he shows up is definitely not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. But but Rich is like, it's a never-ending fucking fountain. And I was just trying to figure out, well, I wonder if it's because Rich still competes. I mean, there's so much hype around fucking Rich. Yeah. Um. So, and, and maybe maybe it's even as simple as just that they have that incredible media team at Mayhem. They're just I mean, that's going that yeah that's going to be hard for anyone to compete with. I would love to like spend a week with their media team to just like learn. <laughs> hey, those cool. the, um, Rich and Rory are so uh, welcoming. I'm I'm sure more people are too. Like they're yeah. the kind of people. If you're like, hey, I'm coming to Cookville, can I hang out for a week? They would fucking let you. Yeah. Those people are really cool. Are you friends with Rich? Have you had him on? Have you had Rich on your show? Yeah. Yeah. We've had, Rory, you, we've had Rory on too, I think. Did you enjoy that with Rich? Yeah. 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 He's a great guy. I mean, I when I went to Cookville for the first time, I told myself like I could totally live here. I could move here. Oh, yeah. I um, are, are you in the country in Delaware? Like kind of? Mm, like, are, do you I, see cows if you drive around? Yeah, we're actually, I'm like two miles away from the mushroom capital of the world, Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. <laughs> so there's cow Like where they grow mushrooms and sell them to the rest of the country to eat? Yep. Yeah. Wow. There's there's cows and farms close to where I live. I'm more like out in the in a rural area. The gym's more closer to the city. I, I, um, I, I never get less giddy every time I have Rich on. Like I'm so fucking giddy. Yeah. I'm so... I'm so fucking excited. It never goes away. And he's so easy to interview. Yeah. Caleb, it's Hokessin is my town. H-O-C-K-E-S-S-I-N. That's where I live. And normally I hate it when people do podcasts from the car. I, ne- I never judge Rich for it. Yeah, <laughs> be in your car. I don't care. Be in it's your bathroom. Get away. Yeah, yeah. Go anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. You have this amazing podcast studio, but you're in your fucking truck. I love it. Um, I appreciate you uh, coming on. I think that I hope that this is just the first of many. Um, I, I, I really enjoy the fr- friendship we've built up in the last year. Yeah. Appreciate I have, you coming I have on lots and, of stories I want to tell that we didn't get to. Okay, good. I have a question for you. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Please. Do the boys have tennis or do you have to go? No, no, it's, it's raining here. Everything's on uh, hold. So the other night when Avi threw up in bed, was it Avi or Ari? Uh, but, uh, Ari and Joseph on two separate nights, like a week apart. What does that cleanup look like? Oh, we threw the sheets away. So we were, so we were at a, (laughs) I love that you said that because that's probably what I would do too. So we had a, so, uh, we're at a, uh, um, I always tell my wife, I'm the, uh, uh, I'm the, I'm more of a Jew than her, than she is like, I couldn't, I took the, I took the sheets outside. They were fine. I, I wiped them off. I cleaned them off. I let them dry out there for fucking two days or maybe all Armenians are like this. Maybe we're the true um, smart people with our money, uh, but um, and my wife, we were at a um, we were at the um, we were at a 
a rental for two weeks. We were at the uh, California Hormones house that she mm-hmm. let us stay at. So we're in someone else's house, and before and I left the sheets out there, and I left them to dry, and I took off the mattress cover, and I washed it, and I did all that stuff. And then I was going to take the vomit sheets that I had cleaned off and put them in the washing machine. And my wife's like, "Don't do that." I'm like, "Why?" She's like, "I already ordered new sheets." And I'm like, no, no, I'm just going to wash these. And she's like, no, who would ever want to sleep on those ever again? I'm like, I'll wash them four times. Like people have come all over these sheets and we're sleeping on them. What are you talking about? (laughs) And she wouldn't, she wouldn't let me. And, uh, so yeah, that they got thrown away. I didn't realize you were, you were out in Newport beach when that happened. Yeah. I wish I wouldn't have told that story. I hope Sarah's not listening. So I did that one time too. I got really sick, like from alcohol and threw up all over myself and I was staying at a friend's house and they had one of those body pillows that I puked on (laughs) and I had to just go buy a new, like I all knew everything. Like I was mortified. Yeah. Yeah. My wife, my wife bought that. My wife bought a new pillowcase. Like she, yeah, she changed all that shit out. It, the, it didn't go everywhere, but it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. I just wondered if it was like one of those things. Like, do you have a um, a sink in your laundry room, like a separate sink, or just washer dryer? At that house, well, that house has two kitchens, two mm-hmm. lo- two washers and dryers. It has it in on opposite ends. But at my house, no, we just have a. It's, it's kind of a laundry closet. Be an exaggeration yeah. to call it a laundry room. Yeah, like growing up, I had a sink next to the washing machine that you could like, you know, rinse stuff off if that happened, and then wash it. Yeah. Versus just like throwing it in the washing machine right. and letting it spin around. So I took I took it outside. I shook it out. I wiped it off. My wife was having nothing. Nothing. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, she bought, she, she bought she bought she bought new sheets. But it is one of those things, you know. They throw up and it's three in the morning. Yeah. And you're just got to be on full. You know the routine. And you got to just turn into full parent mode. Someone's yeah. got to bathe the kids. Someone else got to clean up the bed. She bit. She took care of the kid. I took care of the. She cleaned him up. I mean, he was a mess. Yeah. That's um, my kids. My daughter would always find the toilet. God bless her. No matter how sick she was, she would always find the toilet. And my son would just like turn his head and puke all over you. Not, not give a rat's Yeah. Avi makes it, Avi makes it to the toilet. He's eight though. But the other two, they just, they're still like, fuck you. I'll vomit (laughs) anywhere I want. I love it. Uh, And I'm, and I'm glad you have more stories and uh, let's do this again. I'm looking forward to having you on again. Please do. Thank you. All right. Have Have a good good day. Yeah. Stay warm. Savon's been to 100 countries. You have one question. What did you do with the sheets when his kid puked? It's an important question. I feel bad that she said she has more stories to tell, like I didn't do a good job digging. Well, I think you probably have the equivalent amount of stories to tell. You just haven't had a chance to tell them. Oh, thank you, Caleb. Dude, you're a great wingman. Uh... Too late. I already highlighted it. I'm hungry. I I, I I don't ever remember being hungry in the middle of a show. I'm always hungry in the middle of a show. You are? Yeah, that's why I'm eating in the middle of it. Beave is a beast. Beave, be, oh, Beave is the best. Uh, so true. Sevon has lived a hundred lives, I feel like. I'm old. I'm fitty. 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 I can't believe she's almost 52. 
Not cheap, dude. Frugal. Just smart with my money. Just wash the sheets off. Just wash the sheets. What would you have done, Caleb? Do you think? Mm. Probably would have washed them, honestly. Yeah, thank you. And I did wipe off all the... I took it out onto the deck. I hosed off all the puke. Yeah. I wiped it off with my hands. Whenever my whenever my dog um, used to throw up, like, throughout the... Or whenever she would have accidents in the house, it was always on the carpet or always on, like, some rug or whatever. And you always just have to clean it up. Like, you just scrub it a bunch of times, and then you spray it with something, and you scrub yeah. it a bunch of times again. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to rip out the carpet and get a new one. Oh, good point. Um, did you, did you uh, use Resolve? Yeah, I think it was Resolve. The red bottle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, like, the one that, like, you can, like, squeeze the bottle and it has a brush on the end. Oh. You just scrub it. My, my mom, uh, when I was a kid, I remember, um, I don't know, maybe 15, my mom had just gotten this really nice carpet in our house and half of it where the wood floors met the living room and it was all this carpet and it was, uh, it wasn't white, but it was closer to white than any other color. And there was like 20 spots on there where I'd cleaned it with resolve and fucked up the carpet. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it even says on the bottle, like doesn't work with all carpets or may damage your, we don't, we're not responsible if you damage uh, your carpet. I don't want to be next Colin show. We should all comp come up with quite no, no questions. I'm not, I don't want, I don't want to answer any questions. That may be uncomfortable when Facundo starts asking me questions. I don't like that. I just did uh I just did coffee wads and pods with Pedro. Yeah. How did that go? I thought it went well when he said, <laughs> he said some of the topics we brought up made him uncomfortable. And I was like, okay, that's a, that's a victory. That's a win. Nice. Coffee. I watched a little bit of it. Odds and wads. Um, Oh, thank you. All I care. You don't have to watch it. Just click it and get them a view. I did that on both of my accounts. Thank you. I wanted to ask him if he actually does um, coffee pods. Do you guys do coffee pods there and, and wherever you are? Yeah, it's not super sustainable, but I know some people will order them. I, I just, I don't, it's kind of stupid because then you just keep having to order them. Like they don't just sell them out here. We just make ground coffee normally. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I wonder if uh, stupid pods are killing the environment. Oh shit. Oh shit. Uh, Tess Saberna. Uh, push your head through on that thruster a little bit more. Get your head through a little bit more. Uh, watched our house last night and seeing young Sevon gave me the same feelings I get looking at pictures of my dad when he was young. Not exactly what I was going for, but I'll take it. <laughs> Very specific. You're good dude, Tess. You're a good dude. Um, <clears throat> looking at the comments on the uh, coffee pods and wads. Uh, Sevon, you're still not there. I criticize poke fun, but you seem like a good person. And I watch whenever I can. But I'm still not there. What? It's Pedro's biggest podcast. Oh, good. That makes me happy, too. 2.2 thousand views. That's pretty good. 
Nice work, Pedro. Yeah, good job, Pedro. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yes. Oh, here we go. This. Oh, here's some science. Yeah, th- I think I can. Uh, dogs refuse to puke on hardwood floors. They always find a carpet or their beds. Yeah. Or they just dribble diarrhea through the whole house. <laughs> they, 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 uh, they always go into my kids' room and puke, and I appreciate that. It's like one of the only carpeted rooms in the house. Mm-hmm. My dog used to do it in my office. Like of all the rooms, she would, she would just go into my office. It was upstairs even, so she would like run up the stairs and then go into my office. I'm like, dude, just dribbling poop everywhere. Yes. <laughs> It would that shit drove me insane. And then we used to, then we just close all the doors and then she would just dribble up the stairs and then in the landing on the Wait, second. That floor. happened more than once? Oh yeah, dude. That dog needed so to be put annoying. down. I don't know what was going on with her. I think she got nervous or something. Um Sevon, if you have any other if you have any other is it just Armenian type question, I can help confirm or deny. Oh, okay, thank you. Uh, love the interview with coffee pods and wads. It was a lot of what I was, what I've been thinking. Thank you, Scott. Uh, that show got three times the views as Frazier's show mission accomplished. Oh yes. Cool. That's good. Nice. It's the only thing I'll ever beat mad in, in my entire life. Let's we'll start uh, doing golf shows, maybe. Good. Right. Uh, good morning. It rains, so the park is probably wet. Unfortunately, see you guys next week. Happy New Year. Well, that's good. So no skateboarding today. Um. Oh, my son, uh, my wife doesn't want me talking about kissing on my podcast. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be listening to this podcast anyway. What do you know about kissing, kid? Oh, that's a great point. I saw an article this morning. I guess it's old, and it was saying that Cap- the Marvel is now going to make Captain America gay. And uh, someone just told me um, they already had Aquaman. Why do they? Ha- why do they need? <laughs> why do they need Captain America? Oh, shit. <laughs> Poor Aquaman. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I Aquaman was this. I used to watch Justice League, the cartoon. And he was my least uh, uh, favorite character. Not because he's gay. I just like, I wasn't interested in the underwater shit. I saw Avatar. That whole movie's underwater. How the fuck am I? I didn't actually see it. But like, I have no interest in seeing a movie that's in water for some reason. Unless it's a documentary about like shit that lives at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Clydesdale Media, thank you for highlighting Cat and all you've done for our show. We appreciate you so much. Yeah, no, no problem, brother. I, um, it, it was too long. I had gone without having her on, but it, but it worked out good. Worked out good. Uh, is that the Rock movie, Black Adam? Yeah, yeah. I have no interest in seeing. There's, I, I have. I watched that movie Avengers Endgame because it was the second most biggest box office in the history of movies. I couldn't mm-hmm. even fucking watch it. I swear to God, it's like watching kids play video games. There was like no story, no nothing. You liked it. You liked it. Look at you. I saw you, you liked it. Sorry I did like those movies. I like. I, I I've just been following them, so I, I wouldn't say that the last one was my favorite, but it was like it was nice. I liked some of it. 
the first one I think was better than the second one. Uh, I couldn't watch that. I couldn't watch. Uh, I could, the Black Panther movies are fucking completely just horrible. What was that one of is, is Avengers Endgame when they're on that giant ship that like floats around in the sky and it's got those big blades spinning? Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah, fucking horrible. Uh, but what I did like, which I couldn't believe I liked, um, was that Spider Man that was a cartoon. Oh yeah, that was probably my favorite Spider Man. That's I really thought- good. I thought that was going to be so stupid. And it was actually, Greg told me, he's like, Hey dude, you got to see this movie. I'm like, really? He's like, dude, the animation's off the chart. And I'm like, I dude, I'm not, wa- I'm not watching. Like they had the little piggly Spider-Man. I'm like there's no fucking way I'm watching this. <laughs> and I watched Spider-Verse, it and I was yeah. absolutely blown away by it. What's it, it really called? Good. Spider-Man. I think it's into the Spider-Verse or something like that. Yeah, there's like multi-dimensional show. characters or something. I like the part when the dad, the, the dad drops a kid off at school and says, I love you over the loudspeaker. <laughs> he was a cop. He like, does yeah. It yeah. That was really cool. uh, all the superheroes in Endgame were really whiny into the spider verse. Sevon is Ant-Man. I don't think I can watch Ant-Man either. Is that the one where the guy's like really tiny? Yeah. He has like a suit that makes him small. It's kind of funny. You probably won't watch it though. Oh. Uh, Black Adam not getting renewed for sequel because of terrible numbers. Not surprised. Do they call it? Why do they call it Black Adam? Is 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 it because the guy's I, black? I couldn't tell you. I haven't watched it and I didn't really care to. So it was like black. the She-Hulk TV series. Oh yes. Uh, has a four point three Black Adam. What to say? Such a fantastic movie. The crew had done such a great job. Listen, you fucking idiots. The second you do a review and you say the crew did such a great job, I know you're an insider. The VFX and animation is is, is a good start. No. <clears throat> yeah. Have you ever seen The Boys? This is a good one. Uh, what's Amazon? it? It's called The, the Boys. Bo- no. Are you watching it now? Uh, we watched it before. It's it's pretty interesting. It's like anti-hero show like all the heroes have, there's like a justice league of heroes and then they actually like kill people and shit you, you know what movie i thought was going to be amazing that probably was um hancock you like that movie no i didn't like it oh. but but i wanted it to be so good i loved the idea of a superhero that had some like issues like he had a, yeah. he had a drinking problem and i watched just, the boys then Okay, and it just pissed me off that they, they didn't like it could have been. I love the 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 Batman and Wolverine ones where they just have like internal struggles, or like yeah, James I Bond, uh, Casino Royale. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Oh my god! A Daniel Craig James Bond series is so good. Yeah, uh, you know, a movie's gonna blow when they promote it. Um, when they overpromoted, The Rock tried to sell the crap out of Black Adam. Why do they call it Black Adam? Here, Andrew from Tander knows. <clears throat> of course, he knows. The thing is with Andrew is he loves every movie because every movie is a tool to him. Do you know what I mean? It's like when yeah. a movie comes out, it's just another hammer for his fucking tool rack. So he don't another give a shit, shit if it's shitty. He's a fa- like if it's shitty, it's just it's just a shitty it's just a, another tool. Oh, these are my shitty movie categories. These are my good movies. These are my violence. These are my comedies. These are my one liners. You can just do whatever. 
All right. Um, because White Adam would be racist. All right. Um, are movie theaters done? I, I see no advertising for theater releases. They just show up on Netflix. Do you guys have a theater where you're at, Caleb? Technically, yeah. It's like a tent. And how big is the screen? It's a projector. I don't know. And like, uh, how's the audio? Uh, it's pretty loud. Like too you can loud? hear it from outside. Of, yeah, I don't know if you'll watch it in there. Like not enjoyable loud. Yeah. How are the seats? Are there couches and shit, or are they just like full? Yeah, full they've up? got like recliners in there. Wow. Yeah. I love rom coms. He's not joking. <sighs> Hey Bob, what is what did your comment mean over at the Coffee Pods and Wads? You must love me to chase me around from one podcast to another. I like Hiller; he's a hoot. Bob Bob seventy seven. He remembers when the country was actually racist. Uh, um, and what did you mean by there? I'm not there yet. I'm reading into it, and I don't like what you're saying. I've been there. I'm waiting for you. Just sitting here waiting for you, Bob, to catch up. Bruce Lee, the original Asian superhero. John Young. All right, all right, all right. What? what, what? Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. All right. Um... Cobra Rhodes, my last film had only one week on big screen before Apple TV. Holy shit. That was the Will Smith movie, right? What was Will Smith's last, Will Smith's last movie? I think it's free on Apple idea. TV, he said, too. What was the name of the movie again? Emancipation? Uh, you made a comment about someone saying... Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. You made a comment about someone saying that to you early your podcast oh yeah 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 i see what you did i see what you did yeah it's what tommy marquez said to me i'm not there yet i'm fucking definitely there bob thanks bob thanks robert thanks roberto yes emancipation okay what's the guy's name in um In the Matrix, the, the the main guy, the G, the Jesus character, the one that Neo? like Neo, Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves, Neo, and that that guy's name is Neo. Uh, yeah, I think so. I saw this thing. Uh, yeah, Neo. Oh, I got some feedback on the thumbnails. Someone said that mm -hmm. I have to have my picture in the thumbnail somewhere in the corner because they'll if then they recognize it. Like there needs to be one picture that's just consistent so people know it's a podcast. Because he saw the Tyson mm. Bajan thumbnail and just went straight past it. Oh yeah, that guy. I wonder if how are you on time? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. If you have to leave me. I think they're done leave. with everything in the back. If you leave, I'll leave. Okay. Um most search terms on Pornhub. Uh no, not that. Straight to sex, no. Would this happen on my watch? I wonder if this is true. There, there's a clip I, I, I saw from the Matrix that, um, there's a clip I saw from the Matrix that I, I really wanted to play on this podcast. 
coffee pods. And coffee pods and wallet. Okay, go ahead. You go ahead, Caleb. While I look for through my shit. Off, uh, off topic, but joined late and catching up on chat. Uh, Simon is the guest who shared the most before and after coming on the show. Was a great guest and has obliterated all other videos I've put up bar one. Is it bar none? I think it's bar none. Uh, I don't even count that one. That one's only two minutes and 41 seconds. I don't count that one. That's not even a podcast, but thank you. I appreciate it. I thought this through very late last night. I thought, this through. shit, I didn't paste it in my notes. Oh my God. This is going to drive me crazy. Oh my God. What's the other guy's name? Uh, what, what's uh, um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's name in the movie? Mor- uh, Morph- Morbius? Morbius. Uh, Morpheus, Morbius, M O R B I U S, Morbius, really? Yeah, I thought it was Morpheus, but it's definitely Morbius. Morbius, Neo, or maybe it's Morpheus. Matrix. There, there's a scene where they're walking through a crowd of people. God, it's so good. And he says this shit to fucking Neo that's so, it's so good. Those, those directors turned into women. Well, they tried to turn into women. Those brothers. Oh, you found it? Maybe. Oh, how did you find that? Yeah, I think this is it. This is it. Can we play this whole thing or will we get in trouble? I'll probably get in trouble, but. When you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters, the very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it. Were you listening to me, Neo? Or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? I was... Look again. Reason. So many people are dependent on the system that they're willing to defend it to the death. Whoo! Whoo! So fucking crazy. Imagine that defending it to the death. There's people who there's, there's, I don't know, millions, billions of people who are willing to sacrifice the well-being of their children to defend the system. And they don't even know they're doing that. It's crazy. Fucking crazy. Uh just jumping into wish uh just jumping into wish you fellas in awesome 2023. Y'all did a great job and Susan's latest post about CrossFit was flawlessly uplifting. Cheers. Olson dudes, thanks, brother. Very much. As always, one of the best supporters of the show. Uh thank you. Oh shit, really, Andrew? Oh no. It didn't show up. What didn't show up? It's not on there. <clears throat> it didn't get flagged. Yeah, Andrew. Um, uh, c- can we go to, um, what, what's he talking about over at Suze's account? Let's go see what Suze's doing. Better be representing the podcast. Well, he is a movie savant. He is. I agree, Sean. It's, uh, it's weird. 
I don't know what you're saying. Thank you for it. Oh, thanks, Sean. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I thought he just spelled my name wrong. Tyler Watkins, the system. Sort of like that scene of Inception. The more you disrupt the system, the more the NPC turn on you like zombies. Oh, wow. NPC is... Look at... Speaking of zombies, look at fucking Susan in that picture. He looks like... Doesn't he look like a zombie? The way his hand's all like... Like he's going to do the zombie walk? He does. That man needs a haircut immediately. Looks like Lou Ferrigno. I love it. Okay, let's let's see let's see what the fuck's going on over here at fucking CrossFit Livermore. I'll be the judge. Of, oh, Hiller says this is a great video. I'll be the mm. judge of that. Okay, here we go. Let's judge. So you've heard about CrossFit, the crazy workouts, the people slamming the barbells, but what you haven't heard is about the CrossFit community. They're people from all walks of life. They're your average worker, your doctor, your executive, your teacher, your community leader. But the one thing that they all have in common is they're surrounding themselves with people that want to make their lives better, better in the food they're eating and the exercise they're doing and the people who they're associating with. So when you come into the gym, when you find a CrossFit affiliate, you're going to find yourself surrounded by people that are going to make your life better. Oh, yeah, wow. Short and sweet. Yeah, um yeah, he looks like does. a he looks like a movie star now. No, it's not a live Colin show. I have to pee. I'm I'm Me too. I'm just beating around the bush now. It's, but but I appreciate you noticing. Um Oh, so what I'm going to do now if you guys aren't wondering is I have this list that I made with Brian Friend of like 40 athletes and I'm going to start just reaching out to all of them. And we're going to start doing a shitload of podcasts preparing for Wadapalooza. And we're going to do probably two athletes on every show. Unless they've never been on the show before, then I'll do a a full show with them. So we got a ton of uh, Wadapalooza shit uh, coming up. I'm pretty stoked about it. Um, What I think it'll do is it'll get me significantly more interested in Wadapalooza and the competition. Not that you need a lot of help this year. It is pretty trippy that this is probably going to be the greatest team competition uh, in the history of the sport which is fascinating. Do you think that's interesting? Do you, what, do you think that that's uh, uh, hyperbole? That is becoming the greatest. Well, that I mean, the, this particular one, have you looked at the athletes who are competing? A little bit. It's crazy. It looks like it'll be a lot of fun, yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to convince people like you and like Caleb out there that this is the greatest team event in the history of the sport anywhere, greater than the games, anything. Like, it is, this team competition is going to be absolutely nuts. And uh, both on the men's side and the women's side. So it's going to be really cool. Uh, so we'll be uh, ramping up for that. Uh, we still have a lot of interesting guests coming on. Oh, tomorrow we have uh, a guy who has over a million subscribers on YouTube coming on. And he's basically an all things fight, defense, attack instructor everything from knives to hand-to-hand combat to guns to everything he'll uh what's it called gn it's the guy's name is paul rubio yeah yeah, i got stuck on his uh on his uh youtube account yesterday funker tactical yeah being that you're in the military and you're not playing uh, military you are military does shit like this kind of bug you sometimes Mm, depends on who it's coming from but yeah right. like if it's somebody that's like i would respect then yeah i appreciate it or like like the ed calderon i really yeah. appreciate a lot of his stuff and it, this guy gave me the same kind of vibes so the, the basically they, they have exp- they have a experience in humility yep exactly 
or they have and they have like experience utilizing the skills that they have. Because you have a lot of people who go out there just talk a bunch of nonsense and act like they're they know everything about self defense and fighting people. God, I, I went down as I was watching that some of his videos. I saw some Steven Seagal videos pop up. Man, people hate the YouTube hates him. I hate Steven Seagal, dude. What did he do that was so bad? Why does everyone hate him? He's a he's a fraud. He's a, like he um I don't even know what martial art it is, but apparently he has Aikido. Aikido. Aikido, yeah, Aikido. Yeah. And he'll like go do seminars and stuff and like show off what he can do, but all of it's nonsense and like you watch the people who are um supposed to be they're his opponent and they just they're just falling on the ground and half the time they don't even know what he's doing so they're just falling because he touched them it's it's ridiculous plus he's like made friends with people in china and north korea so a lot of people just shit on him for doing that well yeah it fucking youtube hates him uh seven does your kids love the rock wall in the garage uh does they I haven't seen him climb on it in over a year, to be honest with you. I mean, they're six and eight, and it's just, it's no challenge for them. Like when they, yeah, when they were younger, they loved it. They, you know, um, two, three, four, put a, put a mat mattress underneath it. Yeah. They love that shit. But now it's like absolutely nothing to them. So they kind of, you know what? I'm going to make them climb it right now. Actually, now that you said that. I should teach a kid's class in my gym at my garage. You kind of do already, don't you? Just my kids. Yeah. Every day with my oh. kids, but no, no one else's kids. Okay. Um, nice seeing all you guys. Cat Shear, Great guest. Bye-bye.